how you doing out there? Welcome to the eye test. I am your host, Mark Coles, and this is episode uh, 24, I believe. 24. Yeah. Um, and I am with my co-host, Sean, and with my and with our special co-host, Tyrone. And as you know, anytime Tyrone's around, that means we're going to be talking about anything fight. So we're going to get right into it. But first, let me just say, how you doing, fellas? How you guys Doing all right, man. Doing good. Feeling great. My team got a dub this weekend. So, you know, all is well in the NFC East, you know, four and three at the bottom of the division. I'm pretty the NFC West, not East. Excuse me. You're looking like you're doing well. You're looking like you're feeling cozy over there. Looking like a red real, Teletubby. Like, what's real going on? Warm. <laughs> hey, look, man. Look, I, see, I'm waiting for you to say it, Mark. You know, no, 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 no. I'm gonna let Tyrone it, like tell say how he's doing first, and then we are gonna get into it. Yeah, Tyrone, what's going on, bro? I'm make, I'm make this short so I can get into it. I'm I'm doing great. Yeah. <laughs> let it begin. Yeah, hey, uh, so, so since Mark wanna uh, tiptoe uh, around it, are, are you gonna are you gonna do it? Uh, hey, hey, I'll, I'll get to you. I'll I'll Go, get to yeah. you, Tinky Winky. Relax. Hey, you keep playing with me. Keep playing with me. You know what I'm saying? Say what you gotta say and get it over with. But yo, Tyrone, that uh that hoodie's looking fly, bro. Like what you got Thank on you. there? All right, so, so this is something I curated as well from my artwork. It's Halloween, so I know if you can see it, I got all the uh, horror movie slasher heroes or whatever you want to call them, antagonists, as okay. kids, and then they are standing back to back with their adult selfies. They follow your dreams. <laughs> that's fly. That's, that's fly. fire, though. That's fire. That's I'm fire. Fire. Thank you. Can people get that on your uh, site? Of course, of course. All right. You so small small world artistry. Uh, you can find that there, and as always, the link to Small World Artistry will be right in the comments. I mean, right in the description of the YouTube episode. So um, look for that there. And uh, so back to you, friend. Yeah, real real quick before we even go any further, the focus on your camera is off. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I want a clear shot of you when I'm talking to you. So go ahead, fix that real quick, homie. Exactly. I mean, I'm good. I'm here. I'm okay, just, okay, right here. here we go. Now we, now we clear. Okay, man. You know what I'm saying? I is, can't is miss any, you. But is there anything okay. else that you want to? Okay, so you just gonna tiptoe around it. Okay, for those that can't see us, that are listening or whatever, I'm sitting here. I got my celebratory 49ers onesie on. Apparently, Mark has a problem with it. I don't have a listen. Listen, man. But however you live, that's fine by me. I'm not a, I'm not here to judge. It, but I, it, okay, this is, and I'm, I just have to do this, man. I'm gonna let you know. But I'm just, I don't, I don't want to show y'all. But I'm gonna let y'all know. Yes, it has the footies on it too. Yeah, <laughs> it has but, the foot. I'm, I'm not lifting my leg up in front of the camera, dog. Does it? Does but, it have yeah. the easy access buttons in the back, pause? No, it but, don't got no. Boy, you see the zipper in the front, man. Stop trying to play me, man. Look, you know what? Because I knew you was gonna have something slick to say, Mark. Just know that there's more ridiculousness coming from my outfit. You know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and bring one of them, one of the most ridiculous things you've ever seen out now. So, let me go ahead, and put this thing on here. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, take take a look at that. You see that? You see that? You know what I'm saying? I got my 
I got my Mr. T fake gold chain 49ers emblem right here, man. Oh, gosh, come on now. Is there anything else you got to say, Mark? It gets more ridiculous if you want to keep talking. Yo, what plumber did you steal all that PVC from, dog? dog? Don't like, worry about where yo, I got this from, dog. Give hey, him back his plastic, bro. Look, when your, like, team, when, when your team's just winners, you know what I'm saying? When your team has a winning record, you could do things like this, Mark. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you could do whatever you want. Yo, I promise you, I will never want to do that. Dog, <laughs> Don't you I'm worry about you, it. I'm telling you right <laughs> now. I'm telling you right now. There is not a winning record that will exist that will have me dressing like a Teletubby, bro. It's dog, just not... <laughs> look, I'm telling you right now. Look. Again. Like, get out of here. First off, you got that ridiculous Crown Royal leather football Eagles logo thing in the back. This is way better. You know what I'm saying? So, hold up. No, no. In what world? <laughs> in what world? Wait, what? Crown what Royal? Oh. <laughs> It's a real crown royal bottle. Like it's a real crown royal bottle. Now he he talking shit, but like Dog, this in, man in has a leather world? canteen. This man has a leather canteen with the Eagles logo on it. I'm not this stop is playing with me, Mark. Leather. Stop playing football with me. Leather. This man has a leather canteen, the one that you see in the old Western films and shit. You see them pull it out and they, they dump it, they dump it upside down and it's empty and shit. That's what he's carrying around <laughs> right now. That's what that fucking crown royal bag looked like. N- nigga, at least I'm not about to show a video about how a post office works. Like, relax. Look, look, <laughs> look, look I have just, it shining on saying. my chest. You need to look, relax, man, bro. Look, look, dog. We winners out here. This is how we represent. You know what I'm saying? All it's right. going to get more ridiculous. I-, I hope you save some of that ammo, bro. It's about to get more ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? I'm uh, just going to go ahead and put on the first hat of the day. You know what I'm saying? We ready? This let's get it. Guy. Let's get into this fight shit, man. Let's go. This guy is too much, man. Let's go. Right, man. It's getting ridiculous. It's gonna be ridiculous tonight. You might as well right. just strap in. All right, bro. All right. So now that we had enough from the Care Bear over here, um, <laughs> let me go and get into it. He he about the, he put on the chain so he could do his Care Bear stare. Like get the fuck out my face with that shit. Hey, dog. Hey, maybe y'all should try some of that over there in Philly. Maybe I'll get some dubs or something. We but, won this. Go ahead. <laughs> We won this week. We won this week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you can, if you do it like a Goku spirit bomb and you can harness all the booze coming from the crowd, maybe Carson Wentz can throw a fucking accurate pass when you need him to. Hey, hey, Sean. What's up? Who was our first one in the season? Don't worry about that, man. What you? I'm talking about. Oh, no, I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about a four and three record, baby. I'm who, talking about who? who about I mean, we're us. we're. Uh, both of our teams were winners this week, but who was our first one? Doug, why are we talking about Ocean? Why are we talking about? It's not that old. It's only about first two off, weeks old. Who's four and three? Are you four and three? Does your who, team have a winning record? Why do you have three losses? Who's one of those three losses? Why are we talking about Ocean? First off, you're not, <laughs> you you break the record. You said four and three, so I'm asking. Four and three. Why, That's all we need to happened? talk about. We don't need to know where it came from. Three. We don't need to know where just, it came from, dog. Just name one of the three. We don't need to know where it came just from, name dog. It. <laughs> I'll name one. We we lost to Arizona, man. Tough team. They got a lot of heart. I like it. Okay. Tyler Murphy, shout out to you. Look, man, we getting into this fight, shit or not, man? Yeah. Okay. Let's get into this fight. Look, man, we got time to talk football, Mark. We got time. Don't worry about right, it. We man. get back to it. Take take your care bear stairs somewhere else. We got we get back to it, dog. Look, I'm I'm war ready now. Let's go. All right. I, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Anyway. So look, 
um, for those um, that don't know, there was a, a UFC event this weekend, UFC 254, a very good event, if I might add. Um, every every card on the main event was fairly entertaining. Um, no card went really, no card went to decision, huh? Um, not that I know of, no. no. Actually, yeah, no. now that you bring it up, man, yeah. Yeah, like, no card went to decision. Um, so, like, if you were to pay for an event, this is kind of the kind of event that you would have liked to pay. Solid for. from top to bottom. Yeah. Um, so, actually, no. Uh, the one right before uh, the main event went to decision, but he played like shit. It, he fought like shit. Um, but he wasn't really necessary. Uh, Conier or whatever his name Con- is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jared. Oh yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. That was the whole thing. Yeah. I forgot about that dog. He was getting uh, you know what? We are gonna talk about it later. We gonna, yeah. we gonna talk about it later. Yeah, we can get that right now because I got uh, yeah. I mean yeah. Yeah, he was getting hands and feet put on him. So um, dog, it hey he, <laughs> I, I want to save my comments till we get there, man. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're just gonna um um excluding the main event because the main event will be its own um, conversation that we will have. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to start with you guys. I'm going to start with you today, Sean. Um, uh, what did you take away from this fight, uh, from this event? And and on and the second question to ask to that is, uh, what fight um, interests you the most? Um, I'll say this. Um, so my takeaway from the whole event was just, like I said, it was a solid event from top to bottom. Um, you had some, you had some vets, you had some young upper comers. Um, what I saw was people that showed up and were ready to fight. Um, even when they didn't look like they were ready to fight, you know, in one particular fight, everybody showed up and basically did what they were capable of. I didn't see any running. I didn't see anybody scared. It was not, it was nothing like the last event that we talked about. Um, like I said, I have no quarrels, no problems with the way that people, uh, with the way that people fought in this event. So that was a good thing. I felt like, I felt like nobody chickened out. So I liked it. Um, but the fight that I liked the most, <clears throat> um, shoot, I, I really don't know. I guess the, the Robert Whitaker fight, man, I guess I would have to say, um, I like Robert Whitaker. Um, I know he's he's getting to his uh his twilight years. He's getting a little uh seasoned now. Um, so for him to take on a younger guy that's up and coming and be able to get a good dub in, in a good showing, he he put up a solid fight. Um, I guess just from top to bottom, he just kind of he he looked he is a seasoned vet and he looked like a seasoned vet, man. He, it could have it could have gone left if he did not come in prepared. He took the he took the fight seriously. And uh, I guess for me, it just showed the difference between somebody that's starting out fighting and somebody that um, knows exactly what they need to do because they've been fighting. So that was my favorite fight. All right. <clears throat> yeah. Tyrone, I'm going to go ahead and ask you the same question, um, which is what was uh, what did you take away from this fight and what was your favorite fight? or the fight that uh, interests you the most in this event? Uh, same. Robert Whitaker, Jerry uh, Kennedy. 
I like that fight. It's the only, and, and it is the only fight that went to decision. Um, I was really looking at that fight the most because it's going to depict the future of the pretty much middleweight division, what's going to happen as far as, you know, um, who faces the champ. Um, I really don't think Jared Cannonier, if he had a one, I just felt that he was going to be a sacrificial lamb. And so to see Robert, yeah, <laughs> sacrificial lamb. Uh, <laughs> so to see Robert Whitaker, you know, come back, rally, you know, he took his loss, lost his belt, came back, and um, put on a dominant performance, you know, and, and, and come to find out that uh, he broke Jared Cannonier's arm with the first kick he threw. Yeah. First kick he threw, he broke his arm. So that kind of shows us the type of power this guy has. And, you know, I, I've heard of Robert Whitaker. I know he was a champion, but I really pay attention to him because the belt was yeah. switching around a lot. Yeah. And then after he fought Izzy, it was a really bad showing for Robert Whitaker. Like, because he was coming in, whiffing his punches, throwing heavy shots, uh, getting gassed out really early. But seeing him fight Cannonier, it shows what he's capable of doing, shows the power he has, it shows the fight IQ he, IQ he has. And, uh, yeah, I was happy to see him win, and that puts him right back in the place to fight uh, Israel Adesanya again and get his belt back, a revenge well, match. So that's interesting. Uh, let me um, ask you, uh, as someone that has uh, expressed that they don't really put much stock into uh, – Izzy's uh, record and his W's against other opponents. Um, seeing what Robert Whitaker did in this fight, does that make you put more respect on Izzy's W over Robert Whitaker? <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? No. <laughs> that shit sound like hate, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> no. It sounds like hate. It sounds like hate. It does. But I, anybody who thinks I'm hating, I ask you to do two things. And then make your session, your 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 uh, opinion about what I'm about to say. Watch the Israel Adesanya Robert Riddicker fight, and watch this Jared Cannonier fight, and tell me if that's the same Robert Riddicker. But see, if that's the same Robert Riddicker, then we can talk. Go now, ahead, Mark. If that's now, the, wait, wait. But here, and then if you want to sit here and say maybe he got better because of the loss, go back and watch the Yoel Yoel Romero fight. There was no change in Robert Riddicker. Robert Riddicker, pretty much fought Joel Romero the same way he fought Jerry Cannonier. You get what I'm saying? But when he fought Izzy, he didn't fight the way he normally fought. We can't, and I don't see, know why that is. Mark, you go ahead, because I'm, I'm, I'm you're going to say what I want to say. Here Now, but here's the thing. It, is that something like, Izzy can't control what you choose to do coming into the ring. But maybe, but does that speak to the, like, to the talent of Izzy or to uh, the uh, ability of Izzy that he, when you come into the ring, you 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 come at him differently. He change he make like just his presence makes you change how you fight, and and that and he takes full advantage of that. That I mean that speaks to a great fighter. Like we've seen Floyd Mayweather do this to just about everybody he's ever fought. Is that. Everybody was real cool, and they had a game plan until a couple of jabs hit them in their mouth, and they and then they started missing a, a few times. And but once Floyd hit them a few times and made them miss, their whole game plan changed. Like, could that have like so? Is there any credit that you would give Izzy to the fact that Robert Whitaker fights everybody else like this, but 
Izzy, he fought like this and lost. And it seems consistent with everybody Izzy fights. No, because you respect the myth. And the reason I'm saying this is because I've been in that situation. I've been in a situation where I've had to face an opponent who has a myth. And you put a lot of emphasis on that myth as a fighter. You do. You. I don't want to be like this guy. I don't want to be a highlight reel. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be that. And you're so worried about what this guy's done in the past and what could possibly happen in the future that you don't prepare for the present. And um, for a fighter, it's, it's, it's very important to be present, not in the past, not in the future. I mean, if you want to, you know, you got visions of like, grander dreams. I want to be a champion. That's cool. But uh, like, you can't put emphasis on the myth. And I feel like a lot of people are putting emphasis on the myth. Like we sit here and we talk about last, last episode I was on, we talked about uh, Paulo Costa. Why is mm-hmm. he fighting that way? Why do you do that? That's not what we normally see. He put emphasis on the myth. You know, same thing with John Jones. When people fight John Jones, they put emphasis on the myth. So, uh, you know, and like I said, the UFC marketing program is is strong. Like they'll make you feel like this guy is, came from Jupiter, like he's an alien, he's Superman. So, uh, I well, I don't I don't know I don't know the mental of Robert Whitaker. Everybody's gonna talk tough at the weigh-in. Everybody's gonna talk tough at the press conference. I don't know, but what I do know is action. And the Robert Whitaker before Adesanya looks just like the Robert Whitaker after Adesanya. Well, okay. He wasn't Robert Whitaker during Adesanya. Let me me answer that. I have one last question for him before you go, Sean. Um, Because you say, like, people put emphasis on the myth. Well, I can name one such fighter that never put emphasis on the myth, but in the fight, he changed because of what was being done to him. And, And that's Gustafsson. Gustafsson didn't put emphasis on the myth against John. He didn't believe in it, and he showed it the first time. And the second time, he came to prove that he was going to that he was going to beat that ass. But what John did to him changed the way he fought. He did not fight the he did not fight the second fight the same way because of what John did to him, and and like that, and it made him back off. And like John was just timing him out, and it made him look like. He was scared and timid. And Gustafsson said, like, I wasn't scared or timid. I just couldn't figure out the timing, and he was tearing me up. Like, so and so maybe that's something that Izzy is doing to some of these fighters. Okay. If, so, if, Izzy, if Izzy is I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to let him go. Go, because he's been okay. waiting to go for a minute. Yeah, because I, I got three quick points. I got three yeah. quick points to make about what you said about the fear and the myth, right? So, so I, Mark, you know me. I had a big, um, I had a big issue with the amount of praise that was being heaped on uh, Cam Newton in this MVP season, and I felt like uh, it wasn't that he wasn't playing good. I felt like a lot of, I felt like he was playing good, but you coupled that with the way that teams were playing them, I felt like teams were playing the Panthers scared, and that allowed them to be able to run up the run up the score. That allowed them to do things that normally they wouldn't be able to do, but at the end of the day, he got his MVP. I thought he should have been MVP because I'm like, I can't, I can only be mad at his, at, at the opponents. All right. I can only be mad at the opponents. Yes. I feel like it shaves a little bit off of, uh, of the accomplishments, but the accomplishments are still there. They, they, they are what they are. And if everybody else wants to, wants to play him scared, then that's on them. Right. That's, I, that's something I just had to live with. Right. Now, let's talk about fear. Like it's a big component 
it's a major component when it, when you're talking about fighting. So um, when it comes to fear, it's not just what they do in the ring and how they've won handedly. It always also has something to do with the way that they talk and the amount of uh, confidence they exude. A lot of the times Tyson's fights were won before he even, before anybody stepped foot in the ring. So we can't give guys like Tyson credit for, for, for people coming in there scared of him. You know what I'm saying? Because of the way he's been dealing with everybody inside the ring, you can't get, you can't get, you can't give him praise for that and say that that was a, you know, like, Hey, this is another notch on his belt. As far as fighting, he was the most feared. You can't do that. And then still say, well, Izzy is less than because he was, because people are going in there scared. And then for my, uh, for my final point, this will help. This will help your argument is, we, but I also do feel there's a little hint of Ronda Rousey there. Ronda Rousey was never challenged properly because most of the people that fought her, even though I thought she was better than them, they were getting blown out of the water because they were terrified. Like they could have, uh, they could have put up the same, close to the same caliber of a challenge that Misha Tate had gave her, her couple times fighting her if they would have stepped into that ring confident. So I do feel like there's a little bit of that with when it comes to Izzy, um, but I give him more credit than Ronda Rousey because I feel like his competition is better than what she has. So like t- only time will tell, but I'm not going to sit here like how many times, like it's one thing, but opponent after opponent after opponent fights him differently. At some point, the credit has to go to Izzy for that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, Tyrone, you have any follow-up to that? I mean, I, I feel what he's saying about Mike Tyson. The thing about Mike Tyson is Mike Tyson never resorted to I don't know, like he never was scared in the ring. Like I, I, I saw Izzy afraid in the ring with Yoel Romero. I've seen Izzy struggle against, um, and I'm not going to say Tyson at the prison. Pre-prison Tyson yeah. never went through the things that Izzy did, you know what I mean? And and I've just seen him. Like, I don't know. It's a psychological thing. I've seen him. I've seen him beat Yoel Romero, and they put the belt on him, but he was not happy. He was upset. He was bothered. You know what I mean? And and the first thing he did is he jumped to the defense. I can't do anything if you don't want to fight me. I can't. I mean, that wasn't what it was. It really wasn't what it was. Because if you watch that fight, not, and I, ask, I challenge anybody listening to this episode to go watch that fight, Izzy rushed in, got popped, didn't like it, backed off yeah well I w- so then he wins by leg kicks he does leg kicks i'm gonna run away i'm gonna I'm I'm run away i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that so i mean he changes tactics good iq on him i give him that credit but you can't say you're the baddest man on earth when you felt a little bit of fear i ain't never seen tyson get get hit with an uppercut and been like you know i'm gonna back off now and just work my jabs because he's strong yeah you know well, well either way i guess i guess for me just to get back to, just to wrap it all up and get back to the main point um, for me, um, it doesn't change my opinion on his win over Robert Whitaker, only because I feel like I feel like it just it was what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was what it was. It was you what it was. It does not change my opinion in retrospect. Yeah, I mean, and then in the record books, it goes down as a win automatically, no matter how you show up. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. He won it, but, you know, deep down inside, I feel like Robert Whitaker 
had it been Robert Riddiger, like who maybe Izzy would have beat him, maybe he wouldn't. You know, I think it would have been a great fight. No. But uh, that's all I can no. say about it. All right. Well, let's well, mark it. All right. Up. So, yeah. um, I'm going to say, um, for me, um, it does change my opinion slightly, um, because the fact that he was this person before the fight and he was this person after like it was like because of the way that he took that L to um to Izzy was partly why I was I was comfortable with uh putting Canoner as one of my dark horse wins on my bets on my bet slip this weekend um and I was really disappointed in what Canoner did in the ring, but now knowing that he got his arm broken from the first kick makes perfect sense. Like, yes, you're going to back off and you're going to start fighting like shit when your arm is about to fall off. I understand. So like, it's cool. But, um, but that, but the showing that I saw the, in that fight was what made me say, okay, it's okay to put Canoner as one of my dark horse picks. Now, what actually, but what played out is Robert Whitaker doing what, like you said, he's doing what he's done in the past. And that right there made me say, well, if he did this in the past and he's doing like, if he did this, everybody else was different with Izzy and did this again. Now I'm like, okay, maybe it, maybe it's something that Izzy did. And I'm going to put some more respect on Izzy's name. For that, I'm gonna just, just and I'm not gonna say I'm a like now he goes ten notches up, no. But he go he gets a few, he he gets a few. Um, yeah. Which I I I I a thousand percent don't have a problem with you feeling that way, and I feel like anybody that feels that way they have a they have a right to. Like I said, we can't just keep blaming Izzy for the way that people fight him. At some point, he has to get credit for it. Exactly, but for me. Out of the fights that happened this weekend, um, there was two. Um, and, and the two that I actually have is only because one showed exactly how you're supposed to do it, and the other one showed exactly how you're not supposed to do it. And that is um, the first fight was uh, Magomed, uh I can't pronounce these two dudes' name, but the uh, light heavyweight fight, uh, uh, Uncle of and <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold somebody on. else got to pronounce it. Uh, <laughs> yo, this is where you're supposed to step in, Tyrone. What you doing, bro? <laughs> yeah, like, like, I'm trying to figure out what you're saying and like who you uh, talking about, bro. Uncle like, <laughs> and Kuta, oh, Kuta. um, Mag- and 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 I know you're talking about the, the yeah. first one, the first one, and yeah. that was an actual rematch. Do you realize that? You yeah. realize that was no, a fight that was on another card? Okay. Yeah, I do. I do. But the problem, but like my problem with that fight was that it was 100% not the way you're supposed to do it. Because Magnet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was not. He was just following the jab. Like, just yeah, like Ma- Magnet, <laughs> this dumbass motherfucker, like, he was like, let me lead you around the ring. And he was like, okay, let me follow you. Do, 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 do. Like, they were playing Ring Around the Rosie. <laughs> And he was yeah. just lining well, them Mago, up. Mago it was the smart one. You know, he was yeah. backing away. He was not exactly. putting himself in the corner. But that, he wasn't back, the but like he wasn't backing yeah. away scared. He was like, I'm, no. li- I'm lining tactical you retreat. up as I move around the yeah. ring. And he, you're he just going to retreat. 
And yeah, and you're just going to keep following me and and lining up the target for me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. As I keep punching like you, he in never the cut face. the ring off. He never cut the ring off. Not one like it time. Was, it's, it's it's eight corners in an octagon, <laughs> yeah. and that gives you eight opportunities to cut the ring off. Yo, yo, like, this dude, crazy. this dude <laughs> turned the octagon into a circle. Like he, yeah, he made he, he made all he the he he made all the angles into a. He just <laughs> took them all away. Like no. This is a circle now. We're just going to move around. Like, so, so that was one. But I only bring up that fight to bring up what I thought was done masterfully. And that's Lauren Murphy. Lauren Murphy masterfully. Oh, yeah, she put on the clinic. Masterfully um, showed exactly how you're supposed to cut off the ring. Exactly how you're supposed to control the ring. Like, I mean, you're, I mean, that was like if you want to teach somebody like this is what you do, you show them that fight because like we talking about girl steps, girl steps left, Lauren steps right, girl steps right, Lauren steps left. I mean, and it was lock and step. It was almost like they were they were waltzing together the way that she was t- the way that she was moving with her. She would she at no point did she ever follow, and you could tell. That that confused the shit out of her opponent. Her opponent had nowhere to go, and she was, pr- and the pressure that she put on her was done perfectly. Like and and it, and just in the show, the way that she finished her fight as well, it was like basically she was like, she put on the display. Like these are my skills. I'm and now I'm just going to display them to you, like to showcase that I belong here and that I deserve a title shot. And that's exactly what she did. She like so I so for that fight, I give her all the credit because if ever I was to teach someone like in boxing or in MMA, like cut off the ring, don't follow. I'm going to show that fight and be like, this is exactly what you're supposed to be doing out there. So Yeah. So um if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, Tyrone. This was uh, um, the other Sh- Shakarova. This was her first fight in the UFC, yes. correct? Yes, it was. It was. And boy, did it show! My goodness, yeah, it, it did. I, did. I mean, yeah, I, it, I get what, what Mark is talking about, but that girl seemed like she was amateur at some of the things that she was doing. You know, she was. She was only. She, I'm looking at her record. She's eight and two. She only has ten total fights. Now, now, um, this is the this is the thing, man. This is. But Lauren is only fourteen and four. I mean, granted, she does have more fights, but it's not. But there's a difference between Lawrence. having those fights in the UFC and not having them in the UFC. Yes. Like there is now the the gap between the UFC and every other MMA uh, circuit there, that exists when it comes to female fighters. The gap has widened by a lot. Yeah. No, um, no, a thousand percent. But like, <laughs> I'm not even going to let you walk down this path that you're walking down. I'm I am walking. Well, you not no, even no, no, because, no, you don't because even know I'm, where I'm going. No, because I'm ripping up the concrete. I'm ripping up the concrete. No, you don't know where I'm going. So why don't you just... Don't, don't, don't worry about it. Don't oh, worry about it. The path's not there. let you talk, man. The path's not there. The path's not there. Don't worry. Hey, why don't you... Look, you had your time to speak, brother. You spoke your piece. Let me talk, brother. Let me talk. But once again, what I'm trying to convey here is that one person 
was the inexperienced person. It doesn't matter if they have the same amount of fights. It doesn't matter if they have a similar amount of fights. One person clearly has experience and the other one doesn't. One person has fundamentals and the other person doesn't, Mark. It doesn't matter how they gain those. One person had it, the other person didn't, okay? Whether you think they both should have had it does not matter. No, no, no. That's See, what that's not what I'm is. saying. That, well, that's what I'm, what I'm saying, is, saying Mark. But so what, what I'm saying, your fundamentals don't fucking matter. If you try to, if you you try to lead me around the ring, whether you try to lead me around the ring or not, like if you have fundamentals, it's I still control whether or not I follow yeah, or whether or I, not I, I cut I'm off the ring. You, See, Mark, your inexperience Mark, has nothing Mark, to do with Mark, how I cut off the ring. Mark, your inexperience means sitting, jack shit yourself, to Mark, how I cut off the Mark, ring. Mark, listen to yourself. I'm literally giving her credit for, for being the better fighter, and you're trying to argue with me. <laughs> what are you no. doing, Mark? You thought I was going somewhere else with it, but I didn't. You want to <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Lily should have been more prepared for this fight. She wasn't. She got outclassed, okay? Every sense of the in every sense of a fight, every way that you could possibly get outclassed on the ring, she got outclassed. She literally looked confused. She literally looked like she didn't know what was going on. Okay, that's what happened in this fight. So yes, I do give credit to Murphy, but you won't even let me get there because you thought I was going somewhere else. No, Mark. because you start argue. you start no you started off on the wrong foot. You can't you can't say <laughs> you can't say I speak to your inexperience and then gonna go. And then make a make a right. No, nigga, start right. Don't start no, left. No, no, no. What, what I'm trying to tell what I'm trying to tell you is this, Mark. I'm 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 saying there's a gap in experience. I'm saying there's a gap in experience and, and yeah. fundamentals. And I'm trying to speak as to one of the reasons why that gap might exist, Mark. And if you're gonna sit here and tell me that it means absolutely nothing that this was her first UFC fight, then you're crazy. No, but see what I'm saying is the same way absolute... to say hold up, no, 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 I'm cutting you off now. Cause Tyrone, <laughs> now Tyrone, you felt a certain way when we talked about Izzy's record and you talked about how a lot of those fights were not in the UFC. Am I correct? Yeah. Does that mean something? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So I don't but I'm not, not doing my but, 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 game, but what I'm it saying it matters that, who it, you're fighting, it matters the quality of people you're fighting. Yeah. But, you know, I'm learn something about beating potato cans. But, see, tomato but listen, listen, we're called the IFS for a reason because your record doesn't matter with what the fuck I see. And I'm speaking to what I saw from Lauren, not anything that I saw from from Sharkaroff. Because yes, I saw the inexperience in her, but what I saw from Lauren was something that will stand up against anyone. It doesn't matter. But, who that she fights? Great. It Mark, do you know? Look, do you know you, who you the champion is? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because when I say when I say it will stand up against anyone, I'm not talking oh, okay. about like okay. I'm not talking right. about the <laughs> I'm, about I'm not talking about the I'm not talking about Tim like Tico the I'm not talking about I'm not talking about this I'm not talking about when it comes to speed or 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 hand skills or anything like that. I'm talking about. Because I specifically am talking about the masterclass that she put on with how or with how to apply pressure and ring control. Like it, if anybody that she fought was to back up that way, she showed that she knows how to apply pressure or and apply ring control. Like it doesn't like she knows. Like if you were to try to do a tactical escape on her. She knows how to maneuver in that way, and that has nothing to do with your skill level or anything. Mark, because Mark, that's just what you control. Let me 
let me and, explain and to you suck. something. You came in. You came in speaking about this fight to speak about the skill set and what 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 Murphy did. I when it was my turn, I came to speak about pros and cons from both fighters and to break down the fight. I'm not sitting here trying to discredit what you're saying, but that's what you think I'm doing. So you will let me talk. You see what I'm saying? Nobody's arguing anything that you're saying. Uh, I, I just want to know why you're so passionate about it. Like, uh, right. <laughs> but anyways, back back. Well, let me just. I'm gonna let a secret out to the viewers. Like, Mark yeah. was texting me during that fight, and he was like, "Yo, she's putting on a master class." And I was like, "Yeah, but you know, old girl, inexperienced. You know, she's doing these weird Bruce Lee jabs. Like, she turned to the side. She's not really using them octagon." He was like, "Yeah, but still, but still, <laughs> like, so it's the same thing I'm saying that like, you were saying. You know, it, it comes to." your experience and you're only going to get experience if you fight high class people and um girl has 10 fights and i just felt like and also to give her credit she's a wrestler that's her that's her main fight point you know so stand up is not her thing she did try to wrestle and they got stuff credit to lauren murphy but uh when it comes to stand up it was it's easy it's easy i'm gonna go with sean it's easy to look good against somebody who doesn't have the experience no well, let me, let me let me let me be very specific because I'm not trying to I'm not trying to take anything away from her. So see, but points. see, Sean, Wait, no, you heard what? No. Just real quick, I'm gonna let you go. I heard what he but said. You, but you heard what he said, me, and he said he's going with you because that's what you sounded like. Dog, so that's, all right. So anyway, keep going. Keep going. So let me. Let, I'm gonna end this here real quick because I'm, I don't even want to talk about the fight no more. I'm gonna end this real quick. Two points. One, Mark. To your point, the eye test is always gonna be the eye test. If I see Floyd Mayweather fight a bum and he shows me that he has good head speed, you know what I'm saying? He can, um, he can uh, basically avoid attacks and he can do all these things. Like certain things just are what they are when you see them. And it doesn't, right. and, and you, it, with our own eyes, we can analyze that and say, yeah, he, wasn't, he was fighting a lesser opponent. But what I saw from him in this fight was he has these particular set of skills. Whether or not they can um, execute the same exact way against an equal opponent is yet to be seen. So they can't get full credit for that to, to what, to what Tyrone's saying. Now with that said, Mark, I'm going to harken back to something that you said, because this is how I'm going to end this shit. You gave the 49ers no credit when they beat up on the Giants. When I said that I saw some things from the offense and I thought it was working and it looked good. And you said, no. No, no, no. You don't get to say that. Not against the Giants. So guess what? You do not get to say. I, I was. I wasn't even gonna go this route, but now that you forced me to, I will. How are you gonna give that girl any credit when when old girl when, when Lily was over there? How are you gonna give Murphy all this credit when when she was fighting Lily and Lily was out there looking like a fucking lost puppy? I thought, <laughs> Is that I'm what we're doing? Is that what we're doing? So we no, got I tell, I tell you what. On a no, because I tell her, you what. And then you're gonna sit here and praise her. Praise her no. for beating up on a punching bag? No, because I, I tell you what, I tell you, I tell you what, when what we doing? I tell you what, when Lauren lose to the equivalent of the Eagles, like the San Francisco 49ers lost to the Eagles after beating the Giants, hey, then talk to me. Hey, but Tyrone, until he, then, he, until then, look, because you no, 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 you lost to a thing. two, you did not, you did not wait and one team. No, you did not wait until the Eagles came and you did not wait until the Eagles game to 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 to, to because to my eyes told me your my team eyes ain't told shit. me that she's fighting a bum. <laughs> your eyes, are, your, <laughs> my eyes told Let's me go. your my team ain't me she's fighting shit. a bum. What she? Okay, fine. Then give me give me your assessment on how skilled Lily is. Tell me if she's a good fighter. <laughs> tell me tell me if she if you've seen better fighters. 
I've not, I'm you know not what? speaking. I was never speaking on Lily. Of course. And I was never speaking, and I was never speaking on equality opponents. It's a reason why you didn't even mention it when you were talking about Murphy. I was never speaking on equality opponents. There was a reason why you never mentioned her when you were talking about Murphy. Thank you. Doug, yo. Let's go. Next one. Listen. I'm stop cooking low- you right now, Mark. Yo, stop lowering your hat when you Care Bear stare at me, dog. Dog, like, I relax. am cooking you, man. I'm cooking you. Let's go. Like, no. Yeah, Let's right. go. Anyway. Cooking. Hey, Let's no. go. If that's what you call it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> if that's what you call it. Dog. Cooking you, man. You better step your shit up. Uh, you, I don't know what. Tyrone heard the exact same thing I heard. So I don't know what you're talking about. He heard the exact same thing I heard. And he and he went on to say it. So next time, how about you learn how to express yourself? No, I okay. did express myself okay. correctly. All right. Anyway. There's just a lot moving of assumptions on, moving going on. on. Moving you know? on. Moving go ahead. On. You've had your time. Um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, let's get into this main event, man. Um, so um, Khabib versus Gaethje. Um, so y'all, well, am I good? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in in this fight, um, Khabib, um, Khabib obviously won and decided to retire after the fight. Um, I mentioned I mentioned to you, Tyrone, that Khabib in this fight, like, it seemed like his fighting style was straight out of Street Fighter, um, because it, it just looked like he was the Russian bear, Zangief. Like this dude just ran. Like straight at straight at Gaethje, and Gaethje's throwing him. He just still coming and just grabs grabs a hold of you and does whatever he wants from there. And like he did that for both rounds. And I was like, I was like, if you ever play Street Fighter, that's exactly what Zangief does. Throw your kicks if you want to. I'm still coming. Like I'm going to grab you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, like, yeah. I have some horrible memories about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, that's why I felt that very, I, I just felt that very cool and interesting. Um, but the, I guess the the most interesting thing about this fight was, like, uh, Khabib's legend continues and it grows because according, according to Daniel Cormier, um, <laughs> Come on, Tyrone, don't do that. I do. I, so, as soon as you said it, I looked at his face, man. Come on, dog. Don't. Man, because it's like it's like we get here. Like I gotta hear about Danny coming here for like uh, five days before we get commentating, bro. He's commentating. He is he a commentator. Like, I don't hear Michael like Jordan talking about LeBron, bro. Like, like he's he doing his job. About? He's commentating. He's doing his job. He's like, yo, he, doing he, he did he's an doing interview. He, but he's he doing did He did an interview with Khabib. Apparently, or he talked to Khabib and his best friend. Cole, hey, if hey. anybody, hey Mark, if anybody comes to me and says, "Hey, yo, what you think about the eye test?" I'm gonna talk. You're my friend. I'm talking it up. Like I can't. He's he's not. He's not biased. I mean, non biased. bias and unbiased apart, and I do. But and um, I will get to my personal feelings about what he said about this uh, conversation, but he said that that Khabib did not, um, Khabib switched from the arm bar to the triangle simply because he did not want to hurt this man. He said that he remembered 
in the, he he's been taking notes that in the interviews, Gagey kept saying he would not tap, he would not tap, he would not tap, and and so when he was going to go into the arm bar, he remembered that this guy was saying that he wouldn't tap, so he said to himself, "The only way I can I can win this fight from an arm bar." is if I break his arm. And so he didn't want to hurt this man in front of his parents. So he so then he transitioned to the triangle because if I put you to sleep, if you decide not to tap and I put you to sleep, no harm, no foul. You'll just wake up later and everything will be okay. Um, so like the legend of, Khabib, of the merciful Khabib grows... Um, is it possible that? Yeah, but is it possible that? <laughs> is it possible that not the story is true? Not because Khabib said that, but not because Khabib said that's what he did, but because of DC. What? Why are you? Why? But <laughs> maybe Khabib did say it. I mean, is it possible but that only DC? But only to DC. Like now, mind you, you I, like, nobody, ha- nobody has like, a direct. No prob- nobody has a direct quote from Khabib. On video saying these things. But Daniel Cormier is a part of media, so that's essentially a quote. He's not part of media. He does commentary. So you're telling me if you had a chance? Are you telling me? Are you hold on? First off, if you are you telling me that if Mark had a job, a media job, and he was interviewing you, you wouldn't give him the exclusive scoop? What if could be? I would talk to him. I would talk to him as we talk because we're friends. Now, if Mark went out and said, yo, Tyrone didn't put this dude, he didn't break his arm because he didn't want to hurt him from his parents, I'm going to be like, bro, that's what's up. I'm going to text him and be like, that was a good touch. <laughs> but you, no, <laughs> nah, man, no, nah, I'm not going to let you skate with that. I'm not going to let you Hey, I, the reason I say this is because Mark has talked me up before. He's talked Look, me up before where he's been like, I didn't do that. So you're telling me that's a you told me there's a zero percent chance that Khabib just happened to tell him that in confidence, friend to friend, and that no, that, he, that Daniel Cormier decided to put it out there because he wanted his he wanted to be like, man, it really sucks that he's saying this stuff to me in private and nobody's really getting to know how much of a gentle guy this is. You know what? I, he probably wouldn't want me to say it because he's a humble guy, but I'm gonna go ahead <laughs> and tell the world now. Like like that's a zero percent possibility. In the first round, at the end, Khabib put him in an armbar. If you know you're not going to finish the armbar, why would you put him in a second armbar? Because he knew he could transition to the triangle. Look, man, I don't know, man. Look, all I'm saying, <laughs> all I'm saying, all I'm saying. Wait, is, time. You wait. You wait. You, you, me, it's a lot of risk. It's a lot of risk. Are you telling me there's a 0% chance that Khabib said those words? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't. Oh, say right. come on. Hey, Mark, man. Look, no, no, listen, listen. <laughs> it's a possible. Look, because here's the thing. Here's my per- like I can't say what he actually did, but here's my personal feelings on the matter. And why did he say it? Why yeah. did DC have to say it? Nobody respects DC. You lost like four <laughs> times, bro. Like nobody respects no. you. Like you lie about no. everything. Everything you do, you lie about. You said you weren't going to let John kill you. You let him kill you. Like, like what you talking about, bro? Hey, Mark, <laughs> just me or is Tyrone oozing hate today, man? What no. is going on? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what man. is going on right now, bro? Like, uh, yo, yo, I, I, I give, I give mad. Re- hey, but I know y'all calling me a hater. I'm sorry, but look, I give Khabib credit because if Khabib fought the way he fought against Justin Gaethje, his 
entire championship reign, I would have mad respect for him because he didn't just die for the legs. He finished it off in submission, but he actually threw hands. And that's all I wanted to see from Khabib. I wanted to see him throw hands. I didn't want to see him just go towards his, his good part. You know, I want to see him, like, take risks, like, go out there, learn more. And he did against Justin. And to shut Justin down, a guy who keeps coming, is impressive. So I give him his props for winning. And I'm, I don't have any excuses for Justin. But you know, I it, don't have any, any nothing. But, but, but he fought the way I've always wanted to see Khabib fight. He won on the hand. He won on the ground. He won but, everywhere. But did and you see Justin fight the way that you always wanted to see Justin fight? Because I saw Justin put on the wheels. I, I, you know what, Mark? He, he put on. I did. I saw him. I saw him put on the wheels too. I saw him put on the wheels too, and I, did, I had no explanation for that. Was it an adrenaline dump? Was it? I don't know what it was. Maybe it prepared? has something was, to do was, with the type of fighter that Khabib is. Maybe it has something to maybe. do with the defenses that Khabib was putting up there. There's a chance that he fought differently because it was Khabib. I don't know. It could be. It could be Mark, that there was another was country too. There was another country. The altitude is different. Oh. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what, man. <laughs> Well, Mark, I don't even think we need to address what just happened here. We, we set it up. You gave me the alley oop. I slam dunked it. Tyrone happened to be the victim, and right. he's he just he just said it was a foul. Okay, so I don't. Oh, man, I, I went, don't to, the, I went to the AUE, and it's it's mad humid in the AD, AUE. It's mad humid, mad hot. Like you can't breathe. You ain't got no cardio in the UAE. Yeah. yeah bro. That, okay. Look, man, okay. you know what? You know, water, water. you're getting water in your lungs, man. They should have fought someplace else in Vegas. I think you would have did better. It's dry out here. I think what happened is, is, is he got put in his place. <laughs> That's what it looked like to me, Mark. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah. but listen. Yeah, he put, it, he put him in his place, but I refuse to believe that he was the merciful, the merciful for Khabib. Like he, <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Like this is, you know what? Like I refuse yeah, well, to believe that Mark. we had a, we in a championship okay. fight. Your legacy's on the line. I'm gonna be merciful. Like you're not Jesus. Like no matter what you say, like you're not Jesus. Like you know I believe you did what you had to do and you won. And then and DC being DC because he can't get his legacy. He's gonna make your legacy because he's like, hey, y'all Mark, I think it's a perfect time to transition into the next part of this Khabib conversation. Well, I'm sure this was a topic we already had planned on. Yeah, hold, but before we get there, I need to, uh, I do need to express this because I do like, I although I do find it possible that this is true. I find it possible that, I find it possible that this is something Khabib said. Yeah. But even if Khabib said it, it, in my opinion, it's a lie. Like, even if Khabib, <laughs> even if Khabib said that to Daniel, Khabib was lying as he said it, because what I because what I saw was you transition into an armbar, did not have the armbar because Gaethje was protecting the armbar, and so you being a proper a wrestler and a proper submission artist transitioned to the next move that you had, which was the triangle. Like, that's what I saw. I did not see you have the arm bar and decide, nah, I'm not going to do that. I saw Gaethje protect the arm bar and you transition. And to speak up, 
doing jujitsu. I have been to do uh, jujitsu a lot. We are taught if you don't get the arm bar, triangles next. Yes. Okay. Like, so and so these you are things that I know. I'm a So now, down. Mark, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to commend you on your explanation because it sounds 20 times better than if DC said it, it's bullshit. It sounds <laughs> a lot better than, oh man, you be called because DC, because DC said, okay, so like, hey, I, yo, like you, yo, DC has been wrong about everything. Think about it. I'm gonna beat John Jones. Wrong. You know, wrong. He didn't beat him. You know, I'm gonna beat Stipe. Wrong. He didn't beat B Stipe. Like, like, everything he say is wrong, bro. Like, so why are you gonna believe it? <laughs> but like, <laughs> yo, you know what? This shit is entertaining. <laughs> I just like how I like how Tyrone trying to piggyback off. Yeah, because you know, you know, after the arm bars, the triangle. It's like that's not what you said, man. You said DC ain't shit. That's what you said. But that, like, no, he, but he's not because I, I saw I saw Khabib put him in two arm bars, and then Cole's is like you didn't have it, which he didn't, and we are taught. Okay, which, right. okay, but that's like, a, that's a, a perfect explanation though. I, I yeah, know, and that's like, a great thing. Even though, like now, even though I'm not. Like no one, I'm not nearly as versed or the or a practitioner like uh like Tyrone is. Like I do study the subject, and I and like you learn things, and I've learned that I've learned that what moves you should be transitioning into if you don't have if you don't have this move, what move you should be trying to transition into, and and watching these sports. So and uh, so and also. Honestly, if you played the old UFCs, if you played UFC <laughs> one and two, you had to know this stuff. <laughs> like if you if you wanted any sort of ground game, I'm not even kidding. Like Tyrone, am I am I joking? Like no, actually knowing the ground game changed everything about whether or not you could play the game or not. Because... I'm, I'm not lying. Like two and three, like yeah, like I was good. I deleted four because they they got rid of the whole ground ground game aspect. It's it's something totally different, and I deleted it. Just because <laughs> everything I know about jujitsu was not in there. Yeah, so, partic yeah, particularly you're right, you're right in that aspect. Particularly too, like too, like if you had ground game in UFC two, you were wiping the floor with everybody online because they had yeah. no idea what to do against you. So it's just it is what it is. Yeah. All right. But anyway. and DC is always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Man, right. but, uh, bet, it, bet against it. <laughs> but anyway, like I said, the legend of Khabib grows, and um, in that legend of Khabib growing, um, this man is now the pound for pound uh, number one fighter in the world simply <sighs> because he asked for no other reason. Right. Than no, for no other reason is he the pound for pound fighter in the world, but but the fact that he said, "I deserve that. You should give me that," and they said, "Sure, you can have it." Now, I'm going to I I I said that, but I'm going to set that to the side for one second because before that, before he was named the uh, pound for pound artist, he was um he was crowned the goat in the not necessarily the media, but in, I guess, in, in MMA the circles, in, in the MMA circles, in the internet, in the social media world, yeah. he was, he was crowned, he was crowned GOAT. By, by anyone that saw the, 
that saw the fight and was a prisoner of the moment. Um, they now crowned. Um, they now crowned uh, Khabib as goat. Let me so, let me just interrupt real quick. Let's be very specific. They crowned him the goat less than an hour after the match was over. I'm talking about this shit was immediate. Yes. Yeah. Now, John Jones, being the dirtbag human being that he is. <laughs> hey, man, why you lead back so far, Tyro? Why you lead back? <laughs> Yo, like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? What are we doing? Are we talking about, are we talking about MMA accomplishments? Or are we talking about being a moral home? With human the being? amount like, of venom that you spewed today. Sir, I'm gonna have to let you. I'm gonna have to let you know. You need to just relax for a minute and let him get this off. Yeah. You definitely don't need to be telling any, anybody to chill out. Yeah, like I said, just saying like I'm just coming off real bias right now. I'm God. just. I know, no, no, because like I said, anybody that I want to hear back. Anybody that listens to me will hear me go back and forth. I'm just gonna, but like one thing, anybody that listens, if you're a first time listener or whatever, or if you don't know me personally, you should know that I speak in a lot of hyperbole. Like, I speak in a lot of hyperbole. Like, it's... I I say what I mean, but it's going to be amplified by 5 to 10. So, anyway... It's going to be extra with it. Yeah. Exactly. But, so, John Jones, being a dirtbag human being that he is, um, decided, I cannot let this moment go by. Um... Khabib cannot have his moment in the sun, even though, even though his father just passed, even though he decided to retire, and everybody wants to, everybody wants to give him his flowers on the way out. Fuck your flowers. These should be my flowers. I'm the fucking right. goat. Like, I agree with that. No, oh, no, you no, know no, what? My, it's not no, even t- about that. It's not even about that. Yeah, because it's not. He t- Sean is <laughs> absolutely right. It's not about the fact that because I do believe. As of right now, until somebody knocks John off, he is the goat. He well, I I don't even want to say goat. Let's just he's, say pound he's for just pound. A, Let's talk he's about just, the pound he's, for the, pound. he's the pound for pound until somebody knocks him off. Undisputed pound for pound. Yes. Now, but here's the problem. Timing, bro. It's all in the timing. Nobody wants to hear that from you right now. And I said to Sean earlier. I compare this to the fact that when everybody is giving Kobe his flower, when everybody was giving Kobe his flowers after his unfortunate passing, now's not the time to bring up a rape case that was dismissed. Shut the fuck up. Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah, because somebody wants- just just for people that don't know, uh, somebody a uh, uh, sports news personality actually did that. Exactly. Like literally, the, within twenty four hours of it happening. Exactly. Like no, now's not the time to to do that to this person. That like like no. If you uh, now's not the time to talk about the selfish years that Kobe had when uh, where he gave up in the playoffs against uh, the Phoenix Suns. That we're not like now's not the time to have these conversations. Not, like let let everybody praise him. Let everybody mourn what what they have lost. And in this particular case, let ev- John shut the fuck up. Let everybody praise the man that is leaving 29 and 0. And he he's never ran away from a fight, never turned down a fight, and he's 
and he's shown that he he's he's did he did it the right way. He's he handled himself with class in every way that he possibly could, if you ask me. So right, he handled he handled himself with class. He's never hit under a ring. He's never. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he never, he never popped dirty for a test. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting patiently. I'm just waiting. Yo, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Hey, yo, he, hey, yo, yo, he's never hit. He's never hit a pregnant lady and ran away. Like he's he's only done things the way that he's supposed to. So never crashed allow, a car into a ravine high on yeah, coke. He yeah, never you done know what that. I'm he never. He never. <laughs> He never got went on a coke binge and then came into a fight. No, that's never happened in his particular case. So allow people to give him his flowers and walk away gracefully without you chiming in. It should be me. It should be me. It should be me. Like, no, it's okay, John. We'll get to you later. Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, Tyrone, I see you're... You're hurting there. Please. I'm not hurting. I'm just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> like, because this, this dude, fly, he flew over a ring and, like, dropkicked the dude uh, for no reason. And he wasn't even fighting. But he's never, you know, <laughs> disgraced the MMA sport. Like you said. I'm going to address um, that when you're done, but we'll, we'll continue. <clears throat> John Jones, 15 to 4. That's what we're going to talk about. 15 titles, world titles. This guy has never been defeated. He only has one loss because he beat somebody on mercy. Mm-hmm. That's his only loss because he beat a deaf guy. Um, he like with no mercy. Um, and you got Khabib who comes in and he hasn't really fought in these top tier people. The way he got the championship, he fought a third replacement from Tony uh, Ferguson, and then he was supposed, supposed to fight Matt Holloway, and that fell off. And then he fought Raging Al Aquinta, who was a part time UFC fighter. He was a real estate agent. That was his full time job. That's how he got the belt. Now, and it, you know, I don't really like bringing up deaths and stuff like that, but, you know, John Jones, uh, well, no, Khabib's father died of COVID-19. He was stuck in Russia, and, you know, he come in, and he's crying, and, you know, my dad died. Can I get number one? Sure. John Jones' di- mother died in June. By July, he went out and dominated D.C., never asked for the pound-for-pound spot, didn't say a word, didn't say anything. He just dropped out and cried. Nobody even made a big deal about it. Nobody said it. John Jones' mother, who who was his moral compass? John Jones' mother, John Jones' mother, John Jones, nothing. Nothing was said. He didn't say nothing. He didn't look, use that as an excuse or a crutch to get where he got. Um, no, Khabib doesn't deserve the number one spot. He doesn't. And and I understand where John Jones is coming from because when you work as hard as you have and you put your blood, sweat, and tears on the line and you do what you got to do and then this guy comes in and asks for it and he gets it based on his uns untimely you know you know it's really uncertain it's, it's really unfortunate what happened with, with his dad but he gets it i can understand where he's coming from a little bit you know i worked for this i fought for this i've been in this for 10 years i fought everybody in their prime like you got the belt fighting on ranked number 10 fighters like i fought shogun Hua, who was champion it wasn't a vacant title it, he was champion and Shogun Hu, if you if you go back in, in time, was a beast. And he dominated him. He made him tap to strikes. He didn't knock him out, tap to strikes. Think about how dominant you gotta be, how much that hurts for a fighter to tap to strikes. So I I I see where John Jones is coming from because he's lost a parent, Khabib has lost a parent. Um 
and looking at the competition, four to fifteen. This man has won the championship three times and never lost it. Right. Never lost it. And yeah, he did some coke. Yeah, he ran into some girl who was pregnant. You don't know what he did after that. You know, I never seen that lady come out on the news and say John Jones is a jerk. He never made. You know, he never made. He never came to me and gave me this and gave me that. He does do unfavorable things. He was 22, 23 as a champion. But I remember Khabib flying over the, the octagon, kicking some dude in the face, a cornerman in the face. I remember Khabib's corner running into the octagon. Like, so when we talk about the UFC, I don't look at people's outside lives. Like, what you do on the outside, I don't know you on the outside. I don't know you for what you do on the outside. I know what, what, what you do on the inside of the ring. I know John Jones because he's a UFC fighter. I don't know what kind of father he is. I don't know what kind of driver he is. I don't know if he likes drugs. I don't know if Khabib likes drugs. You do drugs. know if he know likes drugs. Stop that. You do know. I don't. He he <laughs> you, do know. you do know. You know that he likes drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. <laughs> Mark, don't do, Mark, don't do hold that. on now. Right. Mark, maybe you do. Yeah, all right. Just all right. Help them, I got it. I got it. You're I do know if he likes drugs. You know what I'm saying? And I only we got this situation going on, man. You're not going to sit here. Look, man. John Jones. <laughs> see, see this is the problem. Niggas, like, excuse me. No, but people, no, try to, no. people try to sneak wait, in half-truths. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Ain't no half-truths. Ain't no half-truths. John Jones got caught. That's how we know. And he came out and said, I admit, this is what I like. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I mean, it's outside. It's outside the ring. It's outside the ring. I'll, I'll correct myself on that. It's outside the ring. But inside the ring is what I pay attention to. And I remember a whole bunch of heathens running in, Dagestani heathens running in, beating up Conor McGregor after he already lost. Like, what is that? Okay, so I'm to the point that they got to the point that the UFC was like, yo, I'm not going to give him a championship belt because he act like a thug. You know, regardless of what somebody say, and you're going to sit here and say, I ain't never seen him do nothing? Come on, bro. This dude, this dude has a game. He's a, now, gang, mind, he's a gang member. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Now, mind you, no, 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 because no, mind you, that altercation between Connor and Khabib goes, you are further correct, but it goes just, much further than that. It goes, it goes to, to a, it that, goes Mark. to a pick, a wheel truck being thrown through a bus window. So, like, so let's jump his corner. Let's jump his corner, man. Khabib, yo, yo, he took that out on Connor. Connor threw the wheel truck. Well, you beat Connor. So why are you jump kicking his corner? Listen, look, listen. Man. Everybody knows that the <laughs> look, Russian I, gangs I, and the Irish gangs got done, real I'll beef in like in real in real life. Like they got right, they look, got real life beef. Look, I'm gonna say this: the pound for pound ranking in the UFC is bullshit. It's bullshit. They got Izzy ranked number three, number three, and they got Tony Tony Ferguson ranked number thirteen. Tony Ferguson has more wins than Izzy. You get what I'm saying? And they never really give Tony a, a, a title shot. He wanted to fight McGregor. No. He wanted to fight Khabib, and that was cursed. But you got him ranked number 13, and he got that many. He had a 13-fight win streak before he lost to Justin Gaethje. You got him ranked number 13, and Justin Gaethje ain't even in the goddamn pound-for-pound ranking. But he was fighting for the championship. Nah, nah, y'all got to do something else. Y'all got to convince me of something else. Now, listen, Tyrone, because I did start, I did start this with uh, saying um, that, that um, all Khabib did was ask for it. So I'm, so I'll let it be known 
that I, I know not, you you tiptoe on the line so you can like choose. You'd be like, I'm gonna say I, this, I'm gonna say that. But if I you go down, I don't I'm choose. Like, <laughs> I just I'm just laying the facts on both sides, and like it just weighs out how it weighs out. So, because John, I yeah. do I I do feel as though John, it like I feel as though John, what John had to say is correct. I just I just feel as though shut the fuck up for right now. Like you want him to your pay, timing you want him to pay respect, wrong. pretty much. You huh? want him to pay respect. He doesn't even like, have to want him to pay respect. He doesn't have to pay respect. You want him to let everybody else pay respect. At yeah. least at the very least. You don't even have to say shit. You yeah. just he could have been silent and nobody yeah. would have thought anything of it. Yeah he didn't like he didn't have to he didn't have to say yeah good job could be well deserved. No. He didn't have to say shit. In fact, I'd rather you just say nothing at all. Like, but let everybody else pay respect and give this man his flowers like, on like, his way out. Okay, so let me. Let me I, I, I really, I, I see what you're saying, but I mean, as as looking at looking at the circumstances, Khabib lost a parent, John lost a parent. Maybe that was his motivation. I'm like, yo, I lost a parent too, and you know, they didn't give me no. Nah, man, that's not what it was, though. But that's, that's not, not what, what happened in this situation. Let me put it this way. Good. So let me put it this way. And the biggest issue I have with this, I might have been able to give him some type, some sort of a pass if the media asked him a question about it. If the media had asked him, hey, man, how do you feel about um, him being uh, called a pound-for-pound, pound, uh, uh, you know, number one pound-for-pound pound fighter in the UFC? It, none of that happened. He just took to Twitter on his own accord and started speaking, Okay. It, it, like, like that's my problem. So it's not like he was coaxed into it. Nobody questioned him. He literally saw it happening and was like, oh, this is bullshit. And then he went on Twitter. <laughs> that's what happened. Like, he, he clearly was like, I don't care what's going on. They not, I'm not going to let them say this right now. I don't care if his dad died. I don't care if he just won. I don't care if he's retiring. He, said, he literally knew all this was happening. He's like, I don't care about none of that. My, what I have to say is more important than what he what, what he's got going on, and that's where I think he's wrong. So, um, but with that said, you know, um, <clears throat> we want. I, I just want to address the Khabib uh, thing real quick, because when I what I said specifically was he handled himself with class in every situation uh, as best as he could possible that I thought possible, and what I'm saying is. We're going to go back to the, the not just, you know, things being thrown through the bus. We're not going to talk about that situation. Let's talk about what and you said, things that have been said. When, when, when racial slurs are being tossed around and, and when you talk about why did he jump out the cage, he literally was celebrating his win and the coach was calling him a Muslim rat, a Muslim piece. Of, he was just, he was basically just attacking him and his religion from the crowd. Okay, he didn't just jump out there just to go fuck people up just just because something they said two weeks ago. They was talking reckless to him right there after he won. Notice, notice, notice that there was notice that after the fight, there was there was hands shaking between him and Connor. Noticed, notice Connor gave him his props, all that shit. After everything that Connor said, because trust me, Connor was saying, that's the thing, man. Connor was saying racist stuff to freaking Floyd Mayweather. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to just brush over this like it was just random stuff. You know, in, 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 in a few interviews, Khabib was very vocal about saying, look, man, the re- he, had a, he had a problem with the way that things were handled because it was just like Connor's being Connor. 
we're just going to let it. So there wasn't anything that was going to happen from the UFC on their standpoint. They weren't going to hold these guys to a professional standard. They're, they're, they're berating him and, 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 and basically, you know, kind of being borderline racist from the outside in the crowd. And he was just like, yo, I'm a man of principle. And remember, they were talking, they were talking reckless about his, about his dad, calling his dad a terrorist and all, calling his dad ISIS and all kinds of shit. Nah, man, you can't, like, I don't know about you, Tyrone. You know what? No, I do know about you. You, I understand you are a man that has self-control. And I understand that there's certain things that you're just like, nah, it's not worth it. I'm just going to assume that you're not going to let too many of those comments about your pops or your family members or your mom just roll. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you're not just going to let that fly, brother. Yeah, I, think you're down start, to I think you're going to start laying, laying, uh, laying some smacks on people that, you know, the commission is not really uh, happy with the amount of force that you put behind it. That's what I'm saying. Like this, like, uh, all right. <laughs> it comes down to the, the main antagonist, Conor McGregor, yeah. talking about my mom, my dad, and I whoop him in the ring. I'm going to try to put as much damage on him as I can. Uh, anybody outside of that, like, you're just a follower. Um, and then, you know, but on top of that, you know, Khabib had ran up on um, Artem Lobov smacked him upside the head because of what he said. You know what I mean? Like, so that kind of triggered the whole throwing the whole dolly, which I don't agree with, at the bus. Yeah. Uh, but if you're running up on people, if you're running up on a rival team member's uh, member and you slapping them upside the head and you videotaping it and you putting it online and then you get mad when they come back and retaliate, like, who really started this? What, but what I'm saying, what I'm going to say is this, man. Um, Khabib the way that he sees family might be slightly different than the way that everybody else sees family. People Possibly, know this. Yeah. It's a different culture. Yeah, you probably People know this about him. So when you know how passionately he is, how he feels about this, how passionately he feels about this, and then you say, that's number one on my list of, of, of things to poke at, then whatever you got coming to you came. That's the way I see it. Dog, you can't say, somebody can't say, look, man, it's like, it's like when, when Eminem goes out there and he says, look, man, yo, you can say whatever you want about me, but don't speak about my daughter. And then Ja Rule proceeds to say something about his daughter. Now, if Eminem went and, and, and pistol whipped him, I wouldn't have a problem with it. You know what I'm saying? He asked for that. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Those cats out there, they asked for that. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if I would have been able to contain myself in that situation. So that's why I said he handled himself with class in as many situations as possible that I thought were possible for him to handle class in. That maybe not would have been not one of his classier moments, but I understand. Absolutely. I would just point out the fact that y'all say he ain't ever did anything. Yeah, but, that's, uh, but look, man. But, 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 but I'm just saying, just think about this. That's what you got. And then you go to, on the other hand, you go to sit here and say, well, we don't know if John Jones likes drugs. <laughs> yo, that was, hey, yo, yo, hey. Like, that's a slip of the tongue. I apologize, everybody. We already know you like drugs. Like that was a slip of the tongue. I'm not even going to defend that. I'm not going to defend that at all. We know what he does. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say your fanhood was showing a little bit. That's all. Your fanhood was like, <laughs> but not nah, man. I was, just, I was in the moment. I had momentum. That's all. <laughs> the momentum build up. You really, you know, say it's hard to stop yourself when you got the momentum going. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I could slide that one through. Y'all caught it good. Hey, y'all, y'all paying attention. Mission slides and dangerous rumors not going to let it happen here. Nah. <laughs> yeah. 
But listen, the fact, but yeah, I want to close this out by saying, um, because I really didn't want to bring this up. I didn't want to talk about John at all. But if anybody that follows, they would know that John went on like a three, four day tirade about this like and wouldn't stop like it was like come on dog relax like it was like a new tweet about this wait wait ever. wait wait israel Adesanya went on a week tirade about beef. but we're not talking about him and izzy right now nope nope not gonna let you do that you, well, you can't hold no, one, you can't sit here care. you can't you what, can't sit here no what I'm did khabib do to, what did khabib do to deserve this Izzy deserves all the smoke he gets. Yes, I'm not because I'm not comparing what John talks to Izzy. Because what John says to Izzy is fine because Izzy brings it on himself. Khabib did nothing to deserve a three day tirade. Like nothing at all. Absolutely nothing. That's where y'all going? Y'all going with that one? What do you mean? That's where we're going. That's where the conversation been at. What you mean? That's where we're going. Where y'all going to go? He didn't do nothing. He's innocent. Don't attack him, John. When did. When did Khabib is say, not fuck you, John? I'm pound for pound. He never like, said nothing about you. You could be mad at the media, dog. I can ask for a million dollars. They don't have to give it to me, dog. Be mad at the UFC. Hey, be mad but at they, if they give it to you, I'm going to be angry. I am. Be angry no, at them, listen, dog. But be angry at be, <laughs> don't, yeah. be, don't be angry at him. Like, don't start shitting on my record and, uh, and start <laughs> shitting, on, shitting on who I am as a person. Like, but he like, not shitting on who he was. He just told the facts. He got four title defenses to fifteen. It's not like, shitting on your record. If you feel like that shit's inferior, that's on you. But like, <sighs> yeah, like you said, a four day tirade, dog. Come on, we're not gonna act like it wasn't hate inspired, bro. We're not gonna act like it wasn't a level of disrespect coming out of that. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying. It's, I mean, I feel like this. If you speak in facts, if you speak in factual information, and that makes you feel a certain way. It's not really derogatory. That's BS, because if I walk up to somebody who just lost a mother 30 minutes ago, I'll be like, damn, your mom dead. It doesn't matter that it's factual. <laughs> it doesn't matter that it's factual. It's still disrespectful, man. Like, you can be factual and still be wrong. Exactly. That's a problem, man. Exactly. I'm saying his father died. He promised his mom he would retire. His, his, like, his mom like, didn't like, want him to fight. He did all that stuff. Like, you people know, want, then, people want like, to let him out. Like, let him go out on top. Like, John, yeah. you're still fighting. Who cares? Who cares if he's pound for pound today? You're going to fight a fight, win the fight, and be pound for pound tomorrow. Like, let him be pound for pound for for the one month or two months no. that he's pound for pound. Like, no. that's going to change. And you're no. going to be pound for pound again. Nope. Dog, he got to eat. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that, dog. I don't believe in that because, you know, your circumstances are unfortunate. We're going to let you go come through no. as on no. top. <laughs> listen, listen, I understand, like, I understand what you're saying, Tyrone, and like and honestly, in my heart of hearts, I feel the same way. I don't feel as though there's more. There should be more victories, and I don't feel like if you didn't really earn it, then you shouldn't have it because, because, like history isn't going to remember how you got it. They're just going to remember that you had it. So exactly. And yeah. So 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 to that point, I like at the end of the day. I will, like I started this, I understand. 
I understand you, John. And like, and like, and part of me feels like, like a kindred spirit to John, because like, there's a lot of times where you like, where like you, where you do something or you do, you do this, that, and the third and you do, but somebody else gets praise for doing what you've been doing. And you're like, yo, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was me. I did this. I said this before. I told you this before. I was right. And like, honestly, I'm there every day, like, in some situations. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, mm-hmm. yo, I was right. You see, you see. But, like, you blew that over. And, like, I'm like, oh, okay. But I'm not getting the credit, I suppose. But, like, duh. In this situation, like, you got to, like, you got to understand. The situation. Like, what situation? The situation of that, like, you know what the situation is. Like, you know what's going on with Khabib. You know, like, the way that the framework of the media and this, that, and the third, like, there's no win for you here, John. Like, there, like you, it don't matter if what, it's the um, truth. What, there's no way you can win here. What, you got to okay, shut this, the fuck up. And this is what I'll say, Tyrone. You can't have the history <laughs> that you have. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. That has nothing to do with pound for pound. It has nothing to do with the UFC. It has nothing to do Does. with fighting. Now, now, so and that's I'm another saying, thing. You know what? This is another thing I let you slide on. See, now that you keep running your mouth, this is another thing I let you slide on, Mark. You heard, you heard him when he said, "Well, we're talking about the drug thing. That that's outside of the ring. It has nothing to do with." Yes, it does have something to do with it. If this man is high no. on coke inside of the rings, yeah, okay. that's a let's talk about it. That's a disadvantage. Yo, I've seen coke addicts charge at police officers that are be that are currently being tased. You seen videos of dudes high on coke being tased up, ripping the taser around, and still charging for like you come on, dog. It. No, no, you mistaken that for PCP. That's what you mistaken that for. Look, That's PCP. He didn't pop the PCP. We're not gonna sit here and say we don't we're know not, if he popped PCP. I'm gonna let you rock with it was an outside of the ring problem. No. Mark was talking. We don't know if he did PCP. Yes, we do. We do know he didn't do PCP. It's not a no, 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 not the PCP. I'm just saying. You said it was the outside of the ring problem. I don't know why we're talking about the drugs. Yeah. We're talking about the drugs because this man is doing it and then being high inside of the ring. But any, which is a disadvantage. <laughs> All right. a disadvantage. Disadvantage or no disadvantage. We talk but... about the drugs. The man likes his drugs. He likes them a lot. Okay. Right. Check it. All right. All right, Sean. We fighting. No, 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 you know, are like, you, how are you going to feel? Are you going to feel like, yo, I met some dude who was high on drugs with my ass, so I feel good about that or bad about that? I don't Ty, know how many you know, people you've Coca been around. up or down? <laughs> but they got all kind of extra energy, brother. Ty, Ty is Coca up or down? They ain't got extra strength. They don't teach you how to fight. <laughs> Ty, just answer, <laughs> answer the question. The question is it an upper or a downer? Well, no, I don't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this dude, last episode, he broke down the entire, like, chemical process of how they do drug testing and shit. And then, and then all of a sudden, now this dude has no drug knowledge? All of a sudden? Look, man. Like, yo, I, like, I hate to do this to you. I hate to do this to you, man. Yo, he pulled out but the periodic say, table aren't you the last time we talked. Are you from St. Louis? Yes. You're not familiar 
with anybody that's ever done coke or any type of drugs. You don't know anything about drugs or how they work anymore. I didn't see them out there suplexing people. I mean, I've seen them, but they wasn't <laughs> suplexing. <people. laughs> you know what we done, Mark? Let's move on to the next thing. Yeah, we we got to right. be finished here. We got to be, man. All right, please. Now, all of a sudden, you don't know nothing about drugs, man. All right, man. Look, look man. No, gave us a full day, breakdown of the drug testing process and shit. Now, you don't know nothing. Okay, we good. At the end of the day, shout out to Khabib, man. That was a very long tangent. About that, I'm, I apologize, guys. Um, no, we going. <laughs> but, shout, but shout out to Khabib. Let's get all right. But here's the thing, man. I'm I'm gonna let you lead the next topic, Sean, because there was something that you mentioned that you wanted to talk about. Um, it was LeBron um, related, I believe. KD and just KD and Kyrie in general, dog. They've been going on this. I understand that Katie has his new podcast. I understand. I, I want to believe that they're going to talk. They, he's talking about topics that can be sensationalized in the media to get the attention. Um, I want to believe that's the motive, but I don't know. It's Katie. So you have Katie's comments of him basically saying, he said he feels like um, the people that bring up LeBron in the GOAT discussion, he said that if LeBron is the GOAT and I beat him two times back-to-back in the finals, then what does that make me? And then he went on to say that um, – he. I think he went on to say that the LeBron doesn't uh, – oh, no, no. He went on to say that those two rings, he felt like his rings were the uh, – were of the highest value. In, in, in this generation. He feels like his two rings mean more than any other rings won in this generation. That's what he said. So, mm. and then I'm just going to jump right into the Kyrie stuff too and get that out there because Kyrie, Kyrie had a, a comment saying that, you know, LeBron ain't cut from the same cloth. What would LeBron, what would have happened to LeBron's legacy since people want to talk about him being the GOAT? What, what would happen if he would have missed his shot in the, um, in the Warriors series where they came back 3-1? And what if Ray Allen would have missed his shot in the series against uh, the Miami series against the, the Spurs? And then he said <clears throat> they, want to, they want to call him the GOAT, but when it comes down to it, when it comes time to, uh, to slash the opponent's throat, LeBron ain't there for that. He needs guys like me, you know, Kyrie. He's a, he needs guys like me to get the job done. And he feels like there should be no more talk of LeBron James being the GOAT. But he kind of said it in a way that he feels like he's better than LeBron James. I don't know. But either way, those are the two comments. Um, Mark, I'll let you – I mean, I, I, there's the information, man. What do you think, man? Well, <laughs> based on the information, I I don't like what he said because this guy is speaking in half-truths. They're both speaking in half troops um, because what you said about like KD saying that he beat LeBron twice. Uh, so, um, so what does that make you? Well, that makes you a person that went from the team that you were on and <laughs> that was capable of getting to the finals and, but failed to going to a different team and, which was 
built with basically five all-stars on the team itself to go beat LeBron. You went and formed Voltron and then <laughs> and then went and fought the monster LeBron. Like you don't get you can't say like I'm David and I slayed Goliath. No, because David went and got a Mack truck and ran over Goliath. Like that doesn't <laughs> count, bro. Like I'm sorry. Like so I mean it counts because you did your part. And you and not only that, but you did the greater part to uh get that championship. So I'm not gonna take that from you, but when you say I beat him, like as if you did it by yourself, now I got shut that down and stopped. Like because and like you know what I'm saying this comes this is all the dangerous rumors and like the meme culture and all that stuff. People start buying into their own hype and then and so they start speaking in ways that don't make any sense. Like for instance, what Kyrie said, where he said, where he's like, without me and without Ray Allen, where is LeBron James? Motherfucker, without LeBron. You're not even the playoffs. Like you, you, you never made the playoffs without LeBron James. So how are you going to say without me, where will LeBron be? Where were you without LeBron James? Shut the fuck up. Like what are you talking about? And then you want to speak to Ray Allen? They made it to the finals without Ray Allen. They like they made it to the finals without Ray Allen. Like they lost. But they made it to the finals, and so that like help me understand what are you talking about? <laughs> like so, like you speaking in half truths because yes, he yes he he needed you to to win yeah. the finals, but Jordan needed Pippen, Jordan needed teammates. Nobody wins anything by them themselves. Like not in team sports, you might be the major contributor. But nobody wins by themselves. So, like, that's absolutely ridiculous to say. And just, so, so I, so that's where I land with it because I don't feel as though LeBron should get all the, all of the praise in any one particular situation that he's ever been in. But mm -hmm. nor do I think you should be stripping away his credit from any particular situation that he's been in. Yeah. Like, so it's just, I find that type of stuff to be ridiculous when they speak on it. Like, KD, where would you be without Steph and Clay? You would still be the same team making it to a Western Conference final and possibly losing or making it to the finals and losing because at times that you fell short, you didn't like nobody you didn't have enough people to pick you up. This time you had an all-star team to in particular moments when you fall short to pick you up. Like, come on now, like let's like let's stop the ridiculousness. Yeah, so for me, I just I wanted to talk about this because I didn't even I honestly didn't even want to get into the breakdown of the situation because really the way I see it is Katie, you know what you did. You you know exactly what you did. Everybody knows what you did. I don't expect you to tell the truth about it because anytime the media has ever asked you about anything, you know, the tough questions, you've always lied. Hey, man, 
do they plan on, you know, you know, they ask you about your coach, man, there's no, no players here want them gone. You know, you could have just ignored the question, say, I don't have to answer that. No, nobody, there's no whispers of that. You guys are you media, you're making things up. You know, I don't like you guys. So I don't like the way you guys are making things up about my coach and he's not going anywhere. And then, and then exactly what the media was being told happened. Uh, you know, uh, man, I, I, there's no problems with the, uh, with, with 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 me and Russ and you know this is just you know what I'm saying there's no hint of him leaving and then he leaves and then you know it just seems like at every at every turn he just lies so like it is what it is like I don't expect anything different from him so I'm not gonna I, like I said I don't want to dig into it but Katie knows what he did he know how we got those rings it is what it is Kyrie um just to speak on that part hey look you there's a difference it's Two people can need each other, and there could be a huge gap between who needs who more. And that's what I saw the Kyrie-LeBron uh, situation as, is, you know, Kyrie needed LeBron, LeBron needed Kyrie, but Kyrie definitely needed LeBron more than LeBron needed Kyrie. That's just what it is. Um, <clears throat> but, but, but with that said, I wanted to talk about this because I think it's just a, a big a part of a bigger issue to where the, like you said, social media coupled with the media, coupled with um, coupled with their own uh, delusions of grandeur, this is starting to happen now. Now you got guys like Kyrie that feel that feel like, you know, he already went and said, you know, it's the first time that he felt like he basically didn't have to carry the weight of the last shot or carry the weight of being the shooter on the team and and all these other things. He's saying he's saying a lot of things. He's saying a lot of things. This is, a, this is the first time he feels like he can pass the ball to somebody else, basically. You know, he said that earlier, you know. So you, you the, the stage is being set for people to, like, people are creating these narratives to push against specific people to the point to where they're giving false praise to other people in order to tear somebody else down. And what it does is then – Apparently, it gives these people these false this false level of confidence, and 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 it feel it makes them feel like they have the uh, they have the right or the the stage to say, you know what, I am better than everybody. I am better than these guys. Look, man, Kyrie and KD are saying a lot right now, and every time it comes out, they're just like, oh no, no, we're not taking shots at anybody. No, 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 we're not taking. Kyrie's not taking a shot at his former teammate LeBron. Nobody, you know, what I'm saying they keep saying that, but then it, it really is what it is. Like so, what I'm what I see here is two guys that have not been able to carry their teams. You know, when I say their teams, I'm talking about KD and OKC and Kyrie on every other team he's been with that that didn't exist with LeBron. They haven't been able to carry their teams to the promised land. Um, it's kind of been a knock on both of these guys. <clears throat> they're going into this Brooklyn situation overconfident, I believe. And they're writing their mouth. They're writing a lot of the checks that they ask is going to have to cash when the season comes. Um, Cause I'm telling you right now, the NBA uh, teams are probably, they're probably looking at them and they, they looking at them like, yo, there's a huge target on their back now. So I mean, while they're talking their talking their stuff and promoting a podcast and uh, and while they're you know taking their shots at LeBron, I mean, if if that's the way they honestly feel, that's that's fine, that's fine, that's cool. But in the way that they're doing it, 
I would not be surprised if teams are looking forward to it and marking it on the calendar saying we trying to light these guys, we, we trying to light these dudes up. You know what I'm saying? They feel like they're better than everybody. We're going to knock them down a peg. So I just hope that <clears throat> these two guys that haven't been able to figure it out previously in, in, in their other teams, you know, outside of joining up with winners, I hope that they are able to put something together because it's going to look real crazy at the end of the season if these are the things that they're saying and haven't even played one game together yet. If these are the things that they're saying, and then they come out and fall flat or miss the playoffs. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be hell for them. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so um, I feel I'm right there with you. Um, was there? Oh, and so keeping it in basketball, there's um, there's going to be a. They're talking about December 22nd being the start of the new year for basketball. Um, I'm just going to ask you guys, given the fact that um, basically basketball just ended in October, the beginning of October, essentially they're saying, here's two months off, get back to work. That's like, crazy. Like, <laughs> like, how do you feel? feel about that like Tyrone I can ask you this like how do you feel about that like given that like basically because essentially what this was was going um going on a deployment I mean obviously not the life and death part of it but being away from the family having to work every day blah 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 like this was essentially going on a deployment being allowed to go home and being called away Two months later. <clears throat> um, well, it's crazy. It's it's crazy. You talk about not the life and death part of it. Yeah, I mean, but a lot of people. Um, and they obviously, don't a lot like, more money involved. But yeah, it's a lot more money involved. But I mean, a lot of people don't know what that feels like, the life and death part. But we, everybody knows what it feels like to be away from family. I mean, uh, it it it, it kind of feels like life and death because you know if you really into your family, that is your life. That's what you do. That's a lot of reasons why you do what you do. Um, so to be away from them for as long as they were, and I, and I'm not sure, but how long is a normal off season usually? Uh, well, usually the finals is, is ends towards the end of June, and, and then finals. they don't go back. What preseason starts in September? Yeah, in September. Right. Yeah, preseason uh, starts in September. Preseason, like so, they start, yeah. they usually start back up in October. Yeah, so there's three to four months basically time uh, period. Where... Yeah, definitely. I mean, being being, and, but normally in a normal season without without the without the bubble, you get to get, you get to go home. You get home games. So for them, I'm pretty sure this is devastating. Like I don't think it's fair for them to be only getting two months off because in a normal season, not only are you traveling, but you get to come home and play home games. You get to see your kids. But in this situation with the COVID. You know, you're gone for the season, pretty much, which is devastating to a lot of people. Who that may, it might even affect their game. You know, I know it would. I know it would affect my game. I can't speak for everybody else, but I know my game. It's going to affect a lot of people's games. Some people will be able to play, but you know, everybody's situation is different, man. Um, there's people there. There's people that sat out from the bubble this time just because their kids had. Um, 
special conditions, you know, as far as medical conditions and, and, you know what I'm saying? So for somebody like that, I mean, whether or not the kid is in good shape or not, there, there's that extra attention that they're going to want to tend to them, you know, you know, just certain situations like that where any time spent away from them is kind of miserable. So then you're like, okay, even if like before it was like, it was a COVID uh, scare. Now it's just like, no, I just don't want to be away from my special needs child for X amount of months. You know what I mean? So this, I'm, I'm certain there's going to be some people that it will be bad for them, you know? Right. It will be something that they don't want to deal with. And not only that, but, um, the fact is, like, they don't want to be away. Like, Danny Green spoke to it about. He's like, don't expect to see like a lot of the higher stars, like uh, LeBron and all of them, when this thing restarts. And because honestly, like, is two months enough time to come back and heal from, like, in from uh, and allow your body to heal? Um, mm-hmm. Like. Is that enough? Like just like just for health reasons, is that enough? And honestly, why are you in such a rush to come back in December? Like for a team that I never felt I've always felt as though there should be zero sports games on Christmas Day. Like the fact that everyone has always like football and basketball is like always one of those Christmas Day games. I was like, no, man, like, why don't these players deserve to be with their families the same way Mm -hmm. that you do? Like, why are you so dead set to have the Cowboys play on Christmas Day? Like, you already take Thanksgiving away from the Cowboys and the Washington football team or the Detroit Lions. Um, Like, so why, so why not just allow people to have Christmas. It's not just the players. It's everybody who's associated with making that game possible. Exactly. Just let people have just let people have that particular holiday. Um, And and like, honestly, what's the difference of coming back December 22nd or coming back January 3rd? Well, I did a little research, Mark, so I can answer that question now. (laughs) Apparently, apparently, they're trying to make sure because apparently the the Olympics, twenty twenty one, scheduled to be to begin July twenty third, so that is the rush mark. The rush is they want to finish the season before the scheduled Olympics. Competition. You know, they don't have competition with the ratings. They don't want the competition with the ratings, and I'm sure they want to be able to be represented. Meaning, they want you know, NBA, you know, Team USA basketball to be present. And you know, nobody's going to show up for that if they're playing in the playoffs. Because, you know, we're talking about your superstars being on the Olympic team. Nobody's going to opt in for that if they're trying to make a deep playoff run and then the Olympics start in the middle of that. So, yes, they're trying to rush to, they're trying to rush to get back so that they can, you know, beat out the, the start of the Olympics. So, I, I like like you guys. I don't feel like it's fair. I don't feel like it's a good idea. Um, the 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 deal is, if they're just going right back to the bubble, then I don't know how players will be okay with this. You know, what I'm saying I don't know about them, but I would be arriving to the bubble late. 
That's just me. <laughs> hey, I'll see you guys in January or February. You gonna stop off and get some wings? Might get some lemon pepper wings. You might get some wings. <laughs> I heard they're pretty good over there. And I'm not gonna lie. Every time I see the picture of them wings, though, I'm like, dog, I don't know, man. Maybe he had a point. Those do look really good. They look really good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, that's. Yeah, NBA is wilding on this one, but we'll see. I, I mean, a lot of people say they won't. You know, people are going to feel a certain way, but when it comes down to it, people want to win. People like the paychecks. I mean, they're guaranteed anyway. But you get what I'm saying, like. But people, people like to win. People like to win, and it's a bottom line. And the ones that are hungry are going to show up. Somebody like Russell Westbrook, I expect them to be there day one. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. <laughs> now. Getting to the last uh, last thing in basketball, I don't, I don't even that's hmm, dang it. Well, now that I said it, I don't. I gotta do it because I I don't really want to bring this up, so I probably shouldn't even have mentioned it. Um, but um, Pat Riley has some <laughs> had some ridiculous comments about now. Like, the LeBron hate is absolutely crazy. Like, I'm not a big fan of LeBron, but this, like, the hatred is absolutely ridiculous. Like, because Pat Riley had uh, this to say about LeBron. And in those comments, he says that he feels as though this season, that this championship is absolutely an asterisk. It does not count. Um because of their injuries in game one of the series um, to Drogic and uh, Bam. And that if things were different, then it may have been a different result. Well, friend, injuries happen every year. So if those injuries happen outside of the bubble, there, there still would be an asterisk because of injuries. Like, no, no one applies asterisks because of injuries that's never happened before like because injuries are a part of the game that's something that happens like only only in in uh in in fighting sports do they apply a bit of an asterisk in the event that a fighter enters the ring already injured because Mm -hmm. but anything but in any other sport no like that like it's a long season, people get injured. I'm sorry, like that's just how things go. So, like I just find we do know the history between Pat Riley and LeBron James, and how Pat Pat never cared for uh, LeBron's homeboys, and so and how that has gone, and and LeBron promptly left uh the Miami Heat and and he's had a uh Pat has had a problem with LeBron ever since then. And so with that being yeah. said, man, Pat, you tripping. You gotta let that hate go, man. It's bad for your health. You getting up there in age. Don't let it lead you to a heart attack, bro. You gotta less stressful days, my man. Less stressful days. And oh. stop trying to steal people's shine, man. Let them have it. Yeah, so I'm just going to point something out real quick. You didn't even know. I don't even know if you noticed. I switched my hat already, Mark. 
But just for you. I noticed. I noticed. I'm going to switch to another hat, you know what I'm saying? Because we being. You know, <laughs> go, baby. I didn't want to say good. anything while you were talking because I didn't want to yeah. interrupt your point. But yeah. I noticed. You, you we good, man. I, it's yeah. cool. You know, Mark had his head down and said, you know what I'm saying? It's cool. We can put on another hat. I got plenty more where that came from. So, you know what I'm saying? Niners gang, you know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Gold-blooded. <laughs> Gold-blooded. Hashtag. Uh, anyway, um, so real quick, man. This, I, You know, Pat Riley is a guy that I have a lot of respect for um, as far as his um, pedigree and everything that he's done within the, the sport of basketball. Um, I respect him for the job that he's done and the jobs that he's done over and over and over again. With that said, as a human being, though, I have lost so much respect for him over the years. Um, now, Mark, it's a funny, funny story. You know, he's calling for an asterisk because of the injury here, but I'm pretty sure he was the head coach of the Lakers when they beat the Pistons, when Isaiah Thomas got injured in the sixth, in game six, I didn't hear him calling for an asterisk then, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. when he got a chip from it, okay? The same way that I believe that if his Miami Heat team would have won and the Lakers would have suffered some sort of injury, he would not have been calling for an asterisk, okay? So that's my point, you know? Don't 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 try to come here with asterisk talk after y'all done lost, and then you're like, well, there's injury. This all look, man. If you just if you don't like the fact that LeBron got a chip and you don't like the way that he left and all that stuff, then just say so, man. Just say that. Don't don't come out here and just kind of you know throw shade on this and throw shade on that, man. Just call it what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, I respected you a lot more when you came out after LeBron left and went back to Cleveland and just said, look, man, if you like you taking the you taking the pussy way out, man. If you if you if you're man enough to come back to Miami, then there's a spot for you here. If you man enough to come back here and fight with us to try to get another chip, I respected you when you said that. I don't respect this, you know. And then, and then I'm never going to forget what happened between him and D Wade. Now, this is the reason why I feel like his hate is misguided. You're mad at LeBron for seeing the writing on the wall you know, the writings on the wall and, and leaving when he did, which the writings were on the wall. Chris Bosch didn't come back. He had the blood clot. Uh, D Wade has, his back has not been the same since that final year in Miami, which has, which did decline his play. Matter of fact, D Wade was missing even more time, more games since from that season on. And then what do you do with D Wade? You basically tell him, look, man, I'm going to pay you half I'm only willing to pay you half the money that you that you want. Yeah, I know I promised that I was going to give you the money on the back end, but I lied. You're only getting this much, take it or leave it. And then D Wade went to Chicago. So we're not going to sit here. We're not going to sit here and let Pat Riley ask for, like, be mad about some type of loyalty that he expected from LeBron way back in 2016 that he didn't get when he didn't show any loyalty to. D. Wade, Wade County. We're talking, you know what I'm saying? We're talking about D. Wade, okay, the greatest player to, to, for that franchise. And then you just said, nah, dog, we sending you out the pasture. Take, take these little crumbs or walk. No sympathy, no nothing. So for you to be bitter about LeBron leaving and then for it to turn into, let's, this needs to be an asterisk season, dog, get over it. It's, four, it's been four years, five years, however long it's been. You just need to get over it, man, and stop hating on this dude. How about 
how about you just say, you know what, we're going to get him next time. We're going to meet him in the championship next time. If he, if he gets there, then fine. If he don't, look, we're trying to win a chip, and then I can prove my point that way. But Pat Riley is supposed to be better than this, and that's why I'm disappointed by this whole ordeal. Yep. Um, right there with you, man. Right there with you. Um, so thank you, Tyra, for uh, changing your outfit so quickly, you know. Um, <laughs> did, didn't know uh, that you had a haberdashery uh, in the drawer right next to uh, you. It's look, crazy man. to uh, me. Um, <laughs> talking right now, I want to change my hat right now just because you're talking. Listen, you know what I'm saying. But I'm gonna let you lead into the next topic, and I'm gonna wait till wait till I speak before I do it. You know, listen, just out of respect. Listen, David Copperfield pulling out different hats um, hey, every look, five man. seconds. Look. Uh, don't hate me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look, I got a hat for every win we got on the season. How many hats could you pull out, Mark? Um, I you don't know what? Want it shouldn't take you that, that long to count the two. Let's just, let's just continue. I don't want to do that ridiculous ass shit. <laughs> 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 like, I don't know that. <laughs> like, I don't know that. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So I didn't know that onesie also came with a pocket for a haberdashery. That's insane. Look, man, that's I'm amazing just, to look, me. Congra- look, congratulations. Um, you know, th- thank you. Thank you. Not only does it have a Care Bear stare right at the belly button, but it also has a, uh, see, there it is. Uh, right there. Yo, right here, man. We rocked it. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, I'll get you one in about three or four weeks whenever y'all get y'all next win. Okay? I'll get you one. I, I tell you what. <laughs> Save your money and try to erase <laughs> the win that we have over you. Okay? Hey, look, man, that? don't worry about that. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry uh, about that. <laughs> no, I, I am worried about it because I didn't want to beat you, but your team was so fucking sorry that we had no chance, choice but to. But, uh, hey, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? You take, you take whatever moral victories you can, dog. We have a winning It's not a moral victory. Dog. It was a legitimate <laughs> victory. It's a, it's a W. Like, what are you talking hey, look, about? Whatever's going to make you feel better about your team having a shitty record. You Go ahead, man. You know? No, it was – no, it was – I want my – we've discussed this. I want a shitty record. You couldn't do the job and win. Like, come on. How hard is uh, it? We four and three. Just I'm not trying to hear none of that shit. We got to win the record. Y'all don't. I'm not trying to hear none of it. Man, let's anyway. get into this NFL shit. Let's get into it, man. Anyway, so, yes, let's get into this NFL shit. And let's recap this week. But before we recap the week, Sean, why don't you – won't you read off the tallies for the people? Let them know how, how okay. we predicted. Uh, we predicted some wins and losses uh, from this past week. So let's just go ahead and run those off for the people, please. Um, okay, we. Um, I'm just gonna go down the list. Giants, Eagles. You picked the Giants, or yeah, you picked the Giants for whatever reason against your home team. Uh, I don't know why I wanted to lose. Like, like that's you know, what I'm. Look, man, I picked the Eagles. Eagles won. But okay. like, but mind you, I said that the Eagles probably would win. I'm, but I'm picking the Giants because that's the result I wanted. That's great, and I did specify on the episode. I was like, you do understand what you're saying, right? What you mean by this? And you said you fully understood. We got through that. Yes. I mean, you basically basic, you basically said you wanted your team to tank without saying it, but that's cool. Uh, 
I didn't right. say Luke. I didn't <laughs> say what? Right, what you didn't say the T word. Okay, all right. You know, <laughs> all right, cool. So Falcons Lions, for whatever reason, we thought that the Falcons couldn't fuck this one up. Lions beat them. Another blown, another blown victory in a different fashion, Mark, because they had to do it in style this time. They had to <laughs> blow a victory by accidentally scoring. Like, all these other victories have been because they can't score, but then this one is because they accidentally scored when they weren't supposed to. This is, I mean, Mark, this shit is gold for me. I don't know how you feel about that, but hey, any man. comments on that? Listen, um, <laughs> that you thought was, it was going to be different with a different coach. Listen, it, it, it was. The offense is clicking. The offense is doing something that they haven't been doing, which is scoring um, and being able to put together games. The defense still is trash. And the defense, like, because at the end of the day, everybody says, like, uh, Ty, Ty Gurley scored the losing touchdown. No, that's impossible. That's not what happened. What happened was that you, your defense was so trash that they couldn't hold, they couldn't stop a team from scoring in less than a minute. Like it was less than a minute on the clock, and somehow this team still scored and scored a touchdown with less than a minute of time. That shows how terrible your defense actually is. All you had to do was protect the fucking sticks. Like, like you could have played prevent and just kept them out the end zone. But you couldn't even pull that off right. Like, so, Ty Gurley, don't feel bad about what happened out there because that's not your fault, friend. That feel the- bad because everything that happened afterward could have been prevented if you were smart enough to just fall down before you got into the end zone. I'm not saying it's all your fault, but definitely take some of that blame. No, don't. No, no, no. It, would, you apply, would you apply this to any other team? Would you apply that to any? Would you apply? I would apply. I would apply that to any team because they could no. have ran the clock out and took the field goal and got the I dub. Mean, yes, yes, you could have. Is that now, not? Is that not a valid no, point? You, no, it is a valid point, except for the fact that it's not like Ty Gurley tried to score, like the his like his momentum carried him into the end zone from like. So he tried. Yeah, he to got tripped up and he fell. Um, yeah, look, man, I, I, yeah, he got tripped up and his momentum carried him into the end zone. Like, if you already dive into the ground, nobody could trip you up. Look, Mark, there's a bunch, there's a bunch of ways that he could have handled this. Listen, I'm not letting him off the hook for that. Listen, I feel you. I like, I honestly this, do, and I understand where I understand where people are coming. All from. I'm saying is he has to carry some of the blame. I'm not but, even saying it's all his fault. But don't like my <laughs> point is just like people saying, "Oh, you scored the you scored the losing touchdown." It's less about what Todd Gurley did, and a lot more about the fact that you couldn't stop a team from marching down the entire field. In less but than a minute. Mark, That's everybody insane. knew this is what Atlanta's defense does. If you know you got a trash defense, you got to get down on the ground and run the clock out. That's There's... why they're putting that on them. Like, you can't – are you going to be mad at Atlanta's defense for being Atlanta's defense? Yes. You're trash. You should not <laughs> be that fucking trash. Like, you got to – hey, dog. It's like if you're a coach, man. If, you, if you're a coach and you know your defense is trash, run the fucking ball. Don't be mad at that. Don't be mad you put the defense on the field and they failed. Like, nah, man, you got to hold some of that responsibility. Sorry. But go ahead. I'm going to let you finish. No, but you, 
Like, you, no, you like, I mean, uh, like, I get it. Like, I get like, what you're saying, though. I get it. Yes. What I'm saying is he has to hold something of the blame. No, nah, I, I get it. And um, with that, <laughs> I'm going to just let it rock. But, like, my bigger takeaway was less about Ty Gurley and more about the fact that your defense is that fucking abysmal. That's insane. Um, so, but next, go ahead. Continue. Okay, so Browns-Bengals game. Um, you picked the Browns. I, I took the Bengals. Um, so that puts us both at one game apiece mm-hmm. after these first three games. Uh, that was a showdown for the ages as far as the closing moments. Five, five go-ahead touchdowns were thrown in the last quarter of the game. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know what else you want from, from a shootout. <laughs> oh, I do want to say this about that particular game. Like, somebody please, because now it's going around in the internets and the media or whatever, that somehow Odell Beckham was the, is is responsible for how shitty Baker Mayfield is. Like, how? how like, how are you blaming his receiver for how crappy he is? Duh. It's not like like yo, honestly, was was he locked in on Odell on every pass? Because I it didn't seem that way to me. Maybe, but I also wasn't paying crazy attention to Cleveland Brown games. But like you know what I'm saying, it didn't seem that like like um like basically Odell was dictating how the offense was being ran. Nah, man. Like, so, like, like Baker Mayfield just hasn't been able to find him, so to speak. You know, if you're talking quarterback talk, he hasn't been able to find Odell. Now, if you want me to believe that Odell's just never open, then you're crazy. Um, so, yeah, it's, he's, it's just been him having a problem of being able to find him, him, him being able to go through his progressions and, and, and find him in that way. Like, I, I, I a thousand percent cannot blame anything dealing with Odell's production or lack thereof on, on Odell. Like we've seen in, in some games this year where it's like, Hey, they used Odell. Look what happened. You guys won. He ran it up on them. They couldn't stop him. This is who El- this is who Odell was before he got to Cleveland. So the fact that that has changed to some degree, I cannot blame that on him. It's gotta be the quarterback. It's gotta be the system. It's gotta be the coach. Get anybody, anything but Odell Beckham, you know? Right. All right, so. Okay, so uh, continue. All right, so then we have Steelers versus Titans. Um, we both were concerned about whether or not the Steelers could stop the Titans from running, but we were also concerned about the Titans, whether or not the Titans would commit to the run fully, and what happened. Um, the Titans ran the ball 20 times. The Steelers won. So it kind of, we both picked the Steelers. It played out kind of the way that we thought it would, which is exactly the way that we hoped it wouldn't. But right. that's, that's exactly what happened here. And considering the fact that Big Ben threw two picks in the second half of this game, uh, this game could have went differently if there was a little bit more commitment to the run, if you ask me. Yeah, no, I 1,000% agree. Um, we both discussed it. Um, now, mind you, someone will point out that um, that uh, Derrick Henry had 20 rushes or whatever he actually had from this game. But 
either way, 20 rushes isn't enough. Like, I was looking more for him to have, like, have a 30-rush game. And in this particular game where you were getting dominated, your pass game was being dominated by uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And um, the only reason why you made any sort of comeback was because of basically uh, Ben Roethlisberger playing you back into the game. That that says a lot uh, to me. Um, and you are incorrect. I I didn't. I thought you were incorrect. Ben Roethlisberger threw three interceptions. Oh, not two. three. Even even better, Mark. Even yes. better. Not yeah. Not two. Like, three. I think he I threw... cut it off when he got the two. But yeah, like. <laughs> but no, like... he threw he threw three interceptions. So in this, so basically, and I saw a comment from T.J. Watt where he said that we we as a defense have to be better. We allow them to be whatever. Hey, TJ, TJ, I understand. Like, this is why I never want – I said this to you, Sean, but I'm going to say this to yeah. the people out there. This is why I never want to hear from players on teams ever. Like, because you get ridiculous shit that KD says where KD <laughs> and Kyrie want to suck each other's dick and <laughs> – and live on live on TV for everybody to see, and then or you have people lying to protect their teammates, and you never hear about the truth until the person is leaving the team, or or like it gets or everything comes to a head. Now it's a real. Now you get finally get the truth, but while they're in the middle of it, you don't hear the truth. Um, and it's TJ, a dirty. Go ahead. And TJ Watt's comments is exactly the type of stuff that I'm talking about. Like, because T.J. Watt is talking about, like, our defense could have been better, this, that, and the third, or whatever. Well, hey, T.J., like, you know the truth, but you don't want to throw them under the bus. The truth is, hey, we were doing excellent in the first half until our until our quarterback started giving up short field and putting us in a fucked-up spot in the second half. We were great. Yeah. But essentially, that's what you. Essentially, that is what your quarterback did. Your quarterback kept putting y'all in rough spots, quick, where it was quick out. You guys being put quickly back onto the field because he's out there throwing interceptions. Like that's that's a recipe for disaster on any team. Anytime your quarterback throws three interceptions, i.e., Cardinal Seahawks, which we will also talk about. So, um. Yeah. So TJ, don't take that blame. Don't don't take that bullet for your quarterback. Everybody knows who the real culprit was for why you almost lost that game. And then just so a quick point, because you know, um, one of the many things that I enjoyed about To, you know, what somebody has occasionally somebody has to play the villain, man. And what, what do they say? You know, sometimes you got to call the baby ugly. Sometimes you got to call right. a spade a spade. Whatever. T.O. always took up that role. Like, if you're going to ask me, if you're going to ask me why we lost this game, I'm going to tell you the truth. Hey, coach took his foot off the gas because he didn't want to run up the score on his buddy. And then his buddy decided, hey, we're going to come back from being down two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. That's why we lost. You know, people might get upset when he says things or say he's a bad teammate or say, you know, but guess what? I'm not denying that he isn't the greatest teammate if he's doing that. 
But what I will say is, even though everybody wants to cast, you know, ostracize somebody like that in that moment, everybody appreciates the fact that they got the truth of the matter and it came from a play. Or, or at least the truth according to that play. Like, yeah, what, what I'm saying is when a, when, a, when a player actually does speak candidly you, and he, is truthful yes. about it, then people appreciate it even though they vilify that person. Well, I'll, I'm just keeping it a hundred that it's a true it's his truth it may not be the truth but it's his oh truth. no but but yeah but <laughs> yeah no but i understand but i'm saying is if somebody says there's a fight in the fight in the locker room and somebody says one person says that didn't happen the other person said yeah such and such punch somebody in the face but you yeah. get but but you get what i'm saying like it doesn't matter if 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 if, if there's some version of the truth that is maybe 85 percent of the truth that's coming out of that locker room that's coming from a player that player is going to get vilified but us as the fans we appreciate it yeah, you know the media absolutely. they appreciate it. It's something that they could talk about. Everybody appreciates it, but nobody wants to do that dirty job <laughs> at all. You know, but um, okay, so we're gonna move on. We got that puts us at two or two. We have the Panthers versus the Saints. We all fought Noodle Arm. We thought Ramen Noodle uh, Breeze, um, top Ramen Breeze. Uh, I don't know whatever Noodle name Spaghetti. I don't know. That's it. I don't know, man. His arm is just done. Uh, but <laughs> we did think the old noodle arm wasn't going to get the job done. But lo and behold, Mark, I know we talked about it. We said the game was in the dome. It was going to be in, in at home for the Saints. I thought that it wouldn't have mattered. Look, look, look at what happened. It did matter. Uh, thanks to Alvin Kamara, though, he had a big game. Um, but we were both wrong on that. We both picked Carolina. Yeah. I don't have anything else for this game. But I mean, my only – my only takeaway from this game was that you didn't run the ball enough and you didn't run the ball enough uh, with your actual running back um, because, yeah. like, as a team, you ran it 14 times, but... With, Samuel got some... Yeah. yeah, but with your actual running back, you only ran it seven. Like, my, there's no excuse for Mike Davis only having uh, seven carries. Um, so... I, that's that's my only takeaway from this game is that Mike Davis in no world shall only have seven carries. Um, you could continue. Yeah, yeah. The the clearly the um the game flow got away from coach, got yes. away from the coach on in this game. And I'm sure when he looked back on the the tail of the tape, he probably is going to stare at that and be like, "Wow, I can't believe we only ran it seven times with Mike Davis." So hopefully he makes his adjustments to come out next week and fix that. You know, we like running backs on this show. You know what I'm saying? We hope that they get the use. We hope they all get the uses that they should be getting. Um, next game, Cowboys uh, in the Washington football team. And, of course, I mean, we both picked the Cowboys. I mean, I thought for sure the performance they put on the week before had to be the worst of the season. And they said, hold that thought. We're going to show you something new this week. So, like, I don't know if their season is salvageable. Um, we both got this one wrong. Um, they're way worse than we thought they were. Um, and the biggest takeaway I got from this game is not only do they have the worst defense in the NFL, I'm not just saying that from my eyes, because my eyes tell me that, but statistically it also says that they are the worst. And then I believe 
they have the worst offensive line situation in the NFL. And if you have a horrible defense and then you have no offensive line, this clearly, Mark, is a sign that this is, to me, I thought the Jets were bad, but this might be the worst team in the NFL right now. Okay. Yes, you're right. Um, <laughs> for me, um, I will say this. Um, the Andy Dalton hate. Uh, I can't have, even blame him. Like he could could he have been better? Sure, possibly, quite possibly. But I I don't know which comes first here. Is it the chicken or the egg? When your offensive line is just that terrible, like on the sideline when Andy Dalton is berating his uh, offensive line, he's not even necessarily berating them on his own behalf. He's berating them on Zeke's behalf. Like, mm-hmm. like he's saying, like, you got to create room for him to run. Like, like so that's a different animal right yeah. there. Like, because he's not even saying, protect me from getting hit. He's saying, yo, help this dude be able to run. Yeah. And, and, and Zeke isn't helping him at all because Zeke had two terrible drops and he had the and he had two terrible fumble he had two terrible drops this week two fumbles last week like so saying like pointing to Andy Dalton isn't fair now because yeah. Andy Dalton is who he is but these these issues go beyond Andy Dalton yeah I'll say this I expect more from Andy Dalton how much more considering the circumstances not very much more is right. what I'll say. In, in, in Zeke, I expect everything from you because you are the one with the paycheck. You are the reason why Dak is not signed yet. You are, you are who they chose to invest in. You're the reason why they put all this money into the offensive well, line. Mm, Mark, what mm, I'm saying is Zeke got his – Zeke got his – let me just make my last point real quick. Zeke got his money and hasn't been playing the same since. No, you, you are right. That's that is correct, but to say that Zeke is the reason why Dak isn't signed, according to Brandon Marshall, and uh, according to Brandon Marshall on his podcast, um, the issue there is that Zeke didn't want to. He don't want to be franchise tagged after this contract, and that's where the money got stuck at. Was that okay. he doesn't want to be franchise tagged after this contract. That's according to Brandon Marshall. What Brandon Marshall on his podcast when they were talking about the Dak Prescott injury. Okay, I might so. have stepped outside because I thought I mean, let me just let me correct myself. Okay, he is not the reason why, but what I'm saying is he did get paid before Dak. Um, and what I will say is this: as far as Dak's situation, Dak is the reason why he ain't got paid yet. Yes. Uh, Dak is pushing the envelope pretty far, but. Uh, an interesting point, Mark, is I had this discussion with somebody at work today. And it was like, hey, man. He's like, oh, man. D- oh, D- Dallas is definitely going to get the discount for Dak now. And I was like, is? Are they? Because if I'm Dak Prescott, if I'm Dak Prescott's agent, I'm going to look at the fact that they were averaging 35 points per game before Dak went down. And now they're averaging six points per game. Right. That's what I would be talking. If Jerry Jones was talking to me about money, that's what I would be saying. I'd be saying this is exactly why. Like all the other problems, they ain't got nothing to do with me. The defense ain't got nothing to do with, with Dak. Let's talk about the offense and what, what it looks like before and after Dak Prescott. 
before Dak, before when we had Dak, Dak Prescott, we were losing games by one touchdown. Now we're getting blown out by the Washington football team. So I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to be monitoring the situation closely to see which way it goes because I know that Jerry Jones is going to be looking at this and being like, look, we got bigger fish to fry. We got bigger issues. So bringing you back is not going to get us dubs. They both have solid arguments for what they're asking for, which is why I don't see this stalemate ending. Right. The only thing that I can take away from this currently is that Zeke, you're making it look like you're being paid too much. So Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Next game, Packers, Texans. Don't know if you want to say much about this. Packers are just rolling. We both got that one right. Um, Seahawks, Cardinals. To me, the best game of the week. Um, go figure. Russ <laughs> throws a, he throws a pick that literally cost him the game. Yeah, In the end, when you look back on it, it that pick was huge. Um, this just look back on it. He threw a pick at the end of the game, like, like, he, like he threw, like he, like he set that situation up, like he. Here's the issue, man. No, no, but well, let me get to it before you get to the point, because this is the point I was going to say, Mark, at the end was mm. my takeaway is they need something on defense. They need something on defense bad because I don't know, like even with the pick, Russ played, like Tyler Lockett had 14 catches for 175 yards and like two or three touchdowns. Like, I don't know what else you want that man to do on offense to win this game. And this is against Arizona. I understand that Arizona is good, but this is, you can't be losing these division games to the third best team in the division right now. You can't, you can't lose these games. And my question is what is going to happen to them? If they don't add anything to this defense, what's going to happen to them when they get to the playoffs, when teams are playing defense and offense? What is I would like I would love to say that these guys are the best team in the NFC, but I can't because they're missing one or two pieces on defense for them to get there. Go ahead. Um what at one point at one point um they were up by ten. Um Seahawks were up by ten, correct? Like throughout the second and third quarter. Um you have to start running the ball more. I know that they ran the ball, but they like even even in overtime, Russell like I still feel as though even though they had an overtime, I still feel as though fifty passes is far too many. Especially when you have an effective run game. They were getting they were having success on the ground. Yes, they were having success Chris like, Carson out um, uh, I can't remember who the second guy was, but he he left. Carlos um, Hyde. Um, Carlos played. Hyde played. Uh, Dallas was playing. Like Dallas was out there making catches. Like I, I, they were having success with the running backs. I don't understand why. I, I do understand what you're saying. Fifty is fifty is too much. Um, when you have a yeah. success on the ground, fifty is too much. Um, yeah. Up. So, but I and you you as the quarterback just can't. Uh, make that, make those mistakes because two of those two of those picks 
were terrible and on you. You threw like so. You, in this particular case, your son beat you. Your son showed you how it was done. Definitely uh, did. So, um, because like I mean, they look like like essentially that's they Russell two point Yeah, they played it. They played the exact same way. Got the same curly ass hair. Like yeah, I, I, I I mentioned this in the beginning of the year, Mark, before the season started. We were yeah. talking about our schedule. I mentioned I don't like playing Arizona because what happened to us last year, and I was like, he's literally the second coming of Russell Wilson, and now we got to play two Russell Wilsons in this division. Yeah. And sure as shit, he's showing us that right now with, with what he's been doing all season. Yeah, man, they get. I mean, clearly. <laughs> Like he studied, he has studied uh, Russ to a T. Apparently, he even goes to the same styles to get his S curl done. So, <laughs> so it is what it is, man. Um, okay, but in celebration of the Seahawks losing and bringing the 49ers uh, one game closer to first place, now we're one game back out of first place. I'm go ahead, put on this, put this one on today. All right, let's go. I'm ready. All right. Um. Here we go. We got uh, a <coughs> what is what is so funny, man? Look, I'm styling right now. You switched your hat again. <laughs> you know what I'm I got plenty. I got plenty more. Okay. All right. So we talked about that one. Um, so what was that? That was Cardinals Seahawks. Okay. We have Rams Bears. Don't go. Out, <laughs> don't go. Go. Do not go outside in that shit. Somebody going to set trick on you, dog. Uh, I, uh, it just says 49ers. Look, man. Yo, yo a, I, promise, I, mean, I, I am wearing a bit much red. If you say red C word outside, you're going <laughs> to die. I promise. Look, man. I, it might look like a bit much right now. I'm just going to stay in the confines of my own home. I understand, you know, we're not exactly all the way on the West Coast, but we're close enough to where I shouldn't go nowhere like this. All right. Uh, <laughs> but, you only um, know him as Baklavit Cookie. You know, something about Briss Breezy, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, <laughs> um, so we have Packers. We, um, no, no, I just went through a, it's Rams Bears for whatever reason. I thought the Bears would take advantage of the way that the Rams defense has been playing, and apparently, the Bears, def- the Bears offensive line. It's worse than I thought it was. Um, they struggled against the Colts defensive front very badly. Um, and they struggled even more against the Rams defensive front. So what this is telling me is that their offensive line, if you got the guys up front, it doesn't matter what your linebacking crew looks like. It doesn't matter what your secondary looks like. They are going to eat the Bears alive if they have pass rushers. Simple as that. Foles was running for his life. You picked the Rams. I picked the Bears. So that puts you at four to my three with that prediction. You got anything else to say about the game? Uh, no, just uh, this played out exactly how I expected it to. I expected the unevenness of the Rams to play out how like they show up in games that they're not supposed to. So Silly me, Mark. Silly me. Um. Pats versus the Niners. Um, I honestly, the Pats lost this game. I honestly thought that this would be a game to where um, the Patriots could showcase their uh, cheating. I mean, excuse me, their defensive ability. And um, they would be able to take away what we did best. 
not only did they not take away what we did best, they didn't take anything away from us at all. And Cam Newton was out there throwing balls in the dirt so much that they benched him at the end of the game. So um, thoughts on this, because that that's my thoughts on it. Thoughts on this. Well, my, my only thought on this is that it's impossible to win if your quarterback plays the way that Cam Newton did. Um, impossible. Yes. It, like, like legitimately impossible. Um, every, you would have had to use your entire cheating playbook to, <laughs> to get that win off in that particular case. So, um, um, and nobody's pulling out their whole entire cheating playbook in the regular season. You got to save some of that for later. You got exactly. Save you got to yeah, save yeah. the cheating playbook for the for the postseason. Can't use yeah, it in yeah. the regular <laughs> season. So, uh, that's okay, it. One, that's all I got. One last thing, and it's a small thing. You don't even have to comment on it. But um, Jeff Garcia has some comments about Cam Newton and his play and said a lot of things about the way that he dresses and says, hey, man, if I was Cam, I, why is he wearing what he's wearing? Why is he always – why hasn't his clothes changed? If I was playing like this and stinking it up for the past three weeks – I would be I would either be dressed down or asking them to sneak me into the arena so that the media doesn't see me. And I, I wouldn't have much to say about this except for the fact that Jeff Garcia is somebody who I always felt sorry for when it came to the TO situation. When every when it, when you ask me about TO, if you ask me anything about the Niners situation, I will tell you that he is guilty of everything that they accuse him of being when he was with the Niners. He did all that and he was horrible. He was a horrible teammate with the Niners. And one of the things that T.O. did was, you know, in reference to the way that Jeff Garcia looked, the way that he dressed and the things that he did, he, he insinuated that he was gay. And, and it was a big deal, you know what I mean? Especially being in San Francisco and all that stuff. So um, he got a lot of flack for that. He got buried for that, you know. That's one of the reasons why they were talking about trading T.O., um, so for somebody that I felt sorry for, and he got all the support from the media from when it comes to that stuff. And then I'm like, yo, you just, you went through a situation where somebody was critiquing the way that you dress or had a lot of things to say about the, what you wore and insinuated that you were gay from it. But then now you fast forward tables to turn. You got an awful lot of state to say about Cam Newton. He didn't even speak about the game. He just was upset and furious that Cam Newton was, dressing in the way that he dresses and I just find it very hypocritical for Jeff Garcia of all people to have something to say about the way that somebody dresses and not have the sympathy there for him so shame on Jeff Garcia for that that's uh yeah it's a trash comment who cares how you dress man so just because I'm losing I'm not supposed to I'm not supposed to live my life that's retarded anyway moving on (laughs) yeah all right um, just oh, almost forgot. Niners got a dub. All right. So, oh, oh, you you wondering what that is? Hold on, let me. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I got the dog ears on this thing. Okay. So, um, next game we have Chiefs. Um, who did they play? I don't even remember, Mark. Who did they play? I don't know. It doesn't matter. The Chiefs won. 
the Chiefs blew them out. We picked the Chiefs. We didn't even care who they played when we picked the Chiefs to win. But I told you I was going to pick the Chiefs all year, no context. And so I'm not going to give context now. <laughs> like, um, just, I'm yeah. trying to remember who it was. I just remember it was somebody that shouldn't have been throwing the pick six <laughs> in, in, in a scenario that they threw a pick six in. Doesn't matter. They fucking beat them. All right, let's move on. They beat Denver. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drew Locke, that was a horrible pick six. Terrible. Okay. okay. Then you have uh, not as bad as Russell Wilson's pick six. Yeah. Good God, he telegraphed that. Okay. Chargers. We had the uh, Chargers versus Jags. Um, we both picked the Chargers. Chargers won. That puts you at 6 5 to me. Um, I don't have anything to say about that game. Do you? No. Um, Chargers did exactly what they were supposed to do. I said Chargers are better offensively than what the Jags are, and that's exactly how it played. I just picked them because I said it's going to come down to who's the better quarterback. I like Justin Herbert. He played better. It is what it is. Um, The Bucs versus the Raiders, we thought that it was going to be a shootout. It kind of was a one-sided shootout. (laughs) Um, I'll be honest with you, man. Um, Let me me just – I'm going to say this real quick. So, Bucs – we both picked the Bucks. I'm going to get back to this Bucks game, but we only have one, one other game to go over. So um, we'll speak about the Bucks game in a second. But we both got the Bucks. We went 7 6. Um, the Bills, I believe they played the Jets. We already knew that was a wash. We both picked the Bills. You ended up getting eight right. I ended up getting seven. You, win, you, you beat me this week. Um, I'm going to keep a tally of this, man. Um, whether or not we get to the predictions on this episode, we're going to make our predictions and we're going to keep track of this for the rest of the season. Also, Mark, I want to do power rankings after week eight, but um, let's go back to this Bucks game. since this is going to be the last game that we speak about. Um, AB is supposed to be coming back. Um, this offense is now rolling on all cylinders. It's, it's firing on all cylinders. Like I thought it would with Bruce Arians there. And I can't even, I don't even know if I can give Bruce Arians full credit because it's been mentioned before. This team is looking like they're playing like the Patriots were when Brady was playing for the Patriots. So clearly Brady is having a lot of say what's going on here all the way to the point to where I know that Bruce Arians despises a B, but somehow Antonio Brown is coming to the bucks. So um, Mark, um, I suspect there's going to be eventually some type of dissension when it comes to a B playing and taking the ball away from guys like Mike uh, Evans and Chris Godwin. And I said, if I was Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, or Ronald Jones, and I'm now seeing A.B. show up, Gronk show up, and then seeing, you know, uh, Leonard Fournette show up, and then all three of these guys are taking away all their touches. I mean, granted, they're winning, so I don't think there's going to be too much complaining, but what do you think this is going to come to a head, Mark? Well, Chris Godwin had not he him and Scott Miller had the same amount of targets, which was nine. Chris Godwin caught all of this. Now, um and Mike Evans. And uh Mike Evans had two targets total. Like Mike Evans is Mike Evans is the short man in this scenario. And yes. um and that and but we kind of knew that it could have went one or two ways. It could have mm-hmm. went, it could have went, uh, Patriots a la 
uh, the Randy Moss year, or it could have went Patriots any other year of their existence. Yeah. And um, and it's going Patriots any other year of their existence. And I and I think this is a concerted effort on Bruce Arians' part because, like, although that they were moving along, it just didn't feel like without a preseason. The way that they played those first two games, it wasn't moving quick enough. Man. It just, it just didn't feel comfortable. Um, <laughs> so, so this, like, we always speak of a coach being needing to adjust to the players that he has. Yeah, um, and that's exactly what Bruce Arians is doing. He's a good coach, uh, borderline, and if they win, he'll probably be moved into the area of great coach. But. Um, he he recognized that Tom Brady is comfortable a certain way. And so thus their offense is now morphing into the way Tom Brady is comfortable. Playing to his strengths. Hey, so um that's so unfortunately Mike is gonna be the short man on this because Mike is dominant on Mike is dominant on fifty fifty balls or deeper balls and that's yeah. not Tom Brady's neither one of those is what Tom Brady does or prefers right. and Tom Brady's a guy that likes passing the open guys and we've mentioned this before that Mike Evans isn't his route tree isn't um what it would need to be for well, it, not for Tom Brady not like, for Tom Brady no because what basically what Tom Brady would have to become comfortable with is that even when he doesn't look open he's open Yes, and that's and, not what Tom Brady does. Yes, and I like Mike Evans would be perfect for Ben Roethlisberger two years ago, or like yeah. you know what I mean, or even now, or, or even perfect for Ben Roethlisberger now, but not yes. this past game because Ben Roethlisberger was throwing low balls into triple coverage, which was yeah, but, retarded. But um, yeah. but in general. Um, he would be perfect for him now, but yeah. um, but so it just is what it is. Now with AB coming on board, the only person that I see truly being left out of this offense, um, like that is that is currently eating with the way that the offense is, but will stop eating is Scott Miller. Scott Miller might Hero. as well hang it He's up. He's gone. Hang it up, buddy. Like, hang, just hang it up. Like, I don't see – because, first of all, I don't see how you even take the field because with Mike Evans and Chris no, Godwin – because with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, that's one and two. You're not – like, somebody is going to the slot. And it's, More than likely Chris Godwin. And it's either going to be Chris Godwin or A.B. And, and, to, and basically, it's probably easier – to have you like it's probably easier if you're new into a team and, to, pri- to to just be on the outside, do the simple routes that you know, which is post in out. Like you know what I mean. Like you don't have to run worry about running through traffic or or crossing routes or shit like that. And, so, and let's be honest, the biggest thing is this: you have a choice. He would only get in on four wide sets. Right. And with the tight ends that they have on their team, you're not going to see a lot of four t- four wide sets. 
That's right. just basically what it comes down to. Yeah. So you're not going to see a lot of four wide or empty back. So. Yeah, so that's pretty much just it, how that's going to go. Um, yeah, so let's get out of there. Um, let's let's get into these predictions. Um, let's make it quick. I'm not, like, for, for time reasons, we're not going to give a whole lot of context into these next coming games uh, coming up. Uh, so we're just going to, we're going to make our predictions say one or two things and then we're we're going to move out of there uh so sean do you have this week's schedule pulled up no but i can pull it up really fast okay week eight nfl and uh tyrone have you been following uh what's been going on on the season at all do you want to make some of these predictions uh I haven't been following too hard, but I did watch the uh, Cardinals game. That was pretty entertaining. Yeah, uh, so, Ted Bridgewater is doing well this year, honestly. The Cardinals uh, Seahawks game that was yeah. that was pretty. Colin Murray. That, that, that's too, uh, that, was, that should have been a Super Bowl. Oh, game. the Cardinals game. <laughs> I don't know why I heard Carolina in my. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, this no, was no. dope. This yeah. was dope. And, NFC NFC West is crazy. Like they said we're four and three. We at the bottom of the division. Okay. All right, so, so here we go. Um, we have the Falcons Panthers um, Thursday. Um, um, I'm gonna go I'm ahead. Going, I'm going Carolina because until Atlanta shows me that they can stop anything defensively, it's Carolina. It's going to be their opponent from now on. So okay, we both have Carolina. I'm going with the with the Panthers. Um, I'm going to explain myself. The Falcons are who they are. Um, Packers Vikings. Uh, Packers, Vikings. I'm going with the Packers because the Vikings seem like they're packing in. Um, their defense is trash. Vikings defense is trash. I'm going Packers. As simple as that. Um, Bengals, Titans. Uh, Bengals, Titans. Going Titans. Bengals are trash. Um, I'm going Titans, but I also feel like the well, Bengals, their offensive line is trash. Right? Yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like the Bengals um are going to put up a fight just because the way that Joe Burrow and T Higgins have been playing. But I don't think it's more, I don't think it's more than that. I don't think it's gonna be enough, you know. Right. Okay. Um. The next one is. Um. What is the Titans Bengals Jets Chiefs. Jets Chiefs. I got the Chiefs. Obviously, no context needed. Okay. Um. Chiefs. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. We just gonna go say Chiefs. Okay. Wrote that down. Um, Colts lines. Colts lines. Um, honestly, this is kind of tough because I'm gonna go with the Colts, but I do not feel safe with with this pick. Um, I'm basically going with the Colts based off their coach, and not because of their. Not for any other reason, because I feel as though Philip Rivers could very much lose them this game. I feel like Philip Rivers can lose them this game, but I also I just feel like their defense has been playing so good that I don't want to bet against them right now. So I'm going Colts. Um, Steelers Ravens. Uh, Steelers Ravens. I'm gonna go with Ravens because they're coming off of a bye, and. Uh, 
in Ben Roethlisberger shows that he can be, he he can throw himself out of a game. So, and the Ravens defense is currently the best defense in football. So, um, I'm picking the Ravens, and the only reason why I'm taking the Ravens is because they have the best defense. Nothing else needs to be explained. Um, yeah, okay, Rams Dolphins. Rams, Dolphins, I'm going uh you know what? Dark horse, it's Tua time. Tua comes out and and wins his first game ever. Okay. Yeah. So this is what I'll say. Um the the Dolphins, I was gonna take them, but after realizing that Tua is gonna be QBing I just think that is not the game to welcome in, him into the NFL with with Aaron Donald and those guys and having to face a Jalen Ramsey. I feel like it's I, a perfect storm for him to make rookie mistakes. So I am going if if it was Patrick if it was Fitzpatrick playing, I would take the Dolphins right now. But I'm going to go ahead and take the Rams. I I feel the same, but honestly, I don't think like you know you just got to pick a team sometimes that's like ah. yeah. Yeah, so this is a winnable game by the Dolphins. Just it throwing is. it out there. So I'm not. Yeah. So um, Patriots Bills. Uh, Patriots Bills Bills. Um, they say that Cam Newton hasn't been looking the same since the COVID shit, and it's true he hasn't. So uh, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. And I, I'm taking the. Bills. I think the COVID. Like, listen, man, COVID thing might be a reason, but it's also might be an this excuse. Looks- because this looks like Cam of any other year, so yes, I'm not exactly. I'm not saying anything. Yeah. Exactly. You know. So Raiders Browns. Uh I'm gonna go Raiders here. Raiders are gonna start going on a run, even though Cleveland's defense is really good. I'm taking the Raiders only because they just seem to even when they lose, they're putting up points. And right. granted, the, the the Browns have been able to score with people, it seems. Um and, like, just to add a smidge more context, I do not feel as though Baker Mayfield can do it twice. And I feel like I feel like they're, I feel like he's going to be missing Odell. I, I just feel like he's going to be missing Odell, and that's going to be a difference maker. Um, we have Chargers, Broncos. Chargers. Uh, Broncos have shown that uh, they're – that if they can't beat you by only kicking field goals, then they're not going to win. So – I feel like try. I feel like I like Drew Locke, Drew Locke, but he does make rookie mistakes. He, you know, which is something that I expected. But I mean, at this point, once again, quarterback matchup. Herbert is not making these rookie mistakes, not like that. Right. So I feel like um, I got to go with the Chargers for that as well. Um, Saints Bears. Um, I'm going and to go for context. This is this is going to be at Chicago. I'm going to go Saints because Michael Thomas has to play at some point. Um, it's looking like he might be back this week. So, yeah. um, and for that, after the Bears disappointed me last week, I can't do it again. So I'm going to go Saints. And uh, yes, especially considering that Michael Thomas might be back. Okay, 49ers, Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks. Seahawks, Seahawks ain't taking another loss to in a division like that. Nope. And Seahawks, I have to go with man. If we had if we have more weapons, offensive like Debo Samuel's hurt, we, we're down to our fourth and fifth string running backs. It just 
I mean, we, we're probably still going to score on them just because their defense is trash. But I just don't see – like, you think he – I mean, he's going to have a field day with Tyler Lockett with our defensive backs. So, and what's his name? We have we have both our both of our safeties are going to be um, are are questionable for this week already. So I mean, it just is what it is. Um, we have Cowboys Eagles. Uh, Eagles Cowboys are are dumpster fire. Um, in their offensive line, I don't know what's going on there. They're probably the only offensive line that is dealing with more injuries than ours. So, so, yep, I'm, I'm taking the Eagles. The Cowboys have shown us who they are. I stand by the fact that they're the worst team in the league. Um, Bucks, Giants. Um, Bucks, no need for me to explain myself. Yeah, it's just, it's just the Bucks. Uh, no, nothing to explain. Um, I will say That's this. That Adam game. Schefter, according to Adam Schefter, uh, Thomas is in jeopardy of missing the Saints Week 8 game against the Bears because of hamstring injury. Um, so even with, even with that, the Saints have found a way to win. I'm still going Saints. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I picked, I I picked, I picked the Saints. It just is what it is. Right. Like, um, the, the bears have disappointed me to no end. So. Right. All right. So that's it for the, the games. Okay. Um, sweet. So. Games, so we're locked in there. Um, so, fantasy, uh, so now we get to the part where I'm, I'm loathing because I'm living Sean's Can you pause life. it for a second? I got I to gotta get up. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, about fantasy, this is a uh, part that I've been, uh, I haven't been having the best of luck with. But I also think it's partly it's partly the guys uh, coming at me for shitting on Sean so much about his uh, la- about his last season. But it nope. is what it is. I don't care. Um, life is going to be life, and folks <laughs> are just sometimes too good to pass up. No so I'm like a true loser. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Any day of the week that I'm not wearing a fucking onesie is a win for me. So, hey, hey, you know like, we'll just leave it at you that. You live your life how you live your life. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to live mine. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to do it in a spectacular fashion. Look like a fucking run DMC extra right now. Man. Look, man, <laughs> whatever you say, dog, I'm, I'm looking <laughs> like my team is four and three. Continue. <laughs> anyway, so uh, four and three and fourth in the division. Wow. So hey, look, um, man, we all can't be, you know, ahead of a division with two wins. I'm sorry. You're right. We can't. <laughs> um, you're exactly right. So, but anyway, um, I went one to three this week. Um, but the one that I won was the one, was the one where I'm still in it and I needed that W um, because my team is built to win. They're just like, just like, basically I had some of the highest point totals. Like I'm second in points for, but like, I'm also number one in points against. So me winning that game helped a lot. Um, and the one that I lost in the person scored 180 points against me. Like, so what can you do when they have Tyler Lockett and, um, 
in Devontae Adams, who went off for 44 points and 50 points, respectively. So... Um, you do nothing. You sit down. You sit. You sit back and watch the fireworks. Right. <laughs> That's what and you see, do. <laughs> and seeing how, and seeing how I was number one in that league, I was in the first place of that league. I can afford that loss. Um, yeah. But the loss that I took in the other league, like it's a that league is basically like ugh, I like it's we're using a terrible app. It's ter- like we're using NFL.com and everything. I'm just like ah. I'll just use this. This league will just be whatever, and I'll just I'm gonna try my hardest. But that's a nice way to look is. at it when you get spanked in that league, dog. That's yeah. a nice way to look at it. It is a nice way to look at it when Jared <laughs> McKinnon, when Jared McKinnon had started every game, but the one game that I use uh, him, he he doesn't he plays and gets. I think he got like one carry. He in got the whole one carry team, for a negative wow. ten, like so he got me negative. Point one, like come on, dog. Like, how, how you give me negative points and you've been killing it every other game? Like yeah. that's just life, you know what I'm saying? Like, and and I did express to you before, um, just off air that Devon, um, that Deontay Johnson, uh, could possibly be a hindrance to Chase Claypool, but in this particular case, sure shit. <laughs> but in this particular case, it was also partly because of. Titans game plan where they made way too much of a concerted effort to take Chase Claypool away and was leaving uh, Deontay Johnson wide open and also leaving Juju wide open at times. Like basically, this is a team where you can't scheme to take uh, the Steelers are a team that you can't scheme to take away anymore. Like uh, they have three good receivers. You have, like, and if they're all healthy, you have to play them straight up. You can't, you can't focus on a receiver. In, all of them will league. make you pay. Exactly. So you, so, um, so I started Chase Claypool. He gave, he gave almost nothing. Um, so we'll see what happens going forward with that. Um, and, oh. Uh, Another one, Jonu Smith, who was like number three in for tight ends, disappeared in this game. AJ Brown came to life uh, for the Titans. Like, so it's just a lot of random stuff that happens with that particular team. And like, basically, I can like I look at I look at that particular team like the like the scene from Friday. Either I, I got peanut butter, no jelly. I got burger, <laughs> no cheese. I got ketchup, no mustard. Ham, like, no burger. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Yo. Like, yeah. So, like, basically, I can have one thing go off, but everybody else is going to be trash. And that is how that pretty much that season is. That team is going. So, um, but. Okay, so I'm going to get into mine. Uh, Lions versus men. Um, I, sh- I won a game that I shouldn't have, Mark. Um, my dumbass left Zach Ertz in a lineup, and the man is on the IR. He d- Obviously, he got me zero points, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I had um, I had Blankenship as my kicker, you know, the, the, the Colts kicker, and I did not want to 
drop anybody on my team, so I kept him and said, fuck it, I'm just going to play without a kicker this week. So I got two zeros. <laughs> I got one from, my, from Zach Ertz and then the kicker. I went into um, I went into Sunday night's game, excuse me, because it was Monday night that the Seahawks played the Cardinals, correct? So I went into the Monday night game being down 30 points. And uh, Russell Wilson and Lockett carried me through. That's who I had left over. And uh, they combined for 88.9 points. So I was down 30, wondering whether or not I was going to get the dub and end up blowing out my opponent by 40 points. Right. So <laughs> it was uh, it's just, it was just one of those, it was one of those games, one of those games where I just, you know, might not have had a chance and it just blow them out. So I wasn't supposed to win that win at all, but I did. Uh, in the, uh, in the no drama league, I too went up against an opponent that put up 180 and I believe it was 187 to be exact. Um, I, I don't think there's any real reason for me to explain this, but I lost that one. <laughs> there was absolutely nothing I could have done. I also had Jarek McKinnon on that team who gave me that negative point one, you know, but like I said, there's nothing I could have done. I was just going to lose that one. But the most important dub that I got was in the, excuse me, was in the trash league. And I, I needed it, but I didn't need it. It kind of put me in a messed up waiver position because we do it in reverse standings, but I won that one uh, 134 to 125. And what it did was it knocked, it, it made me basically swap places with um, with one of the guys that was above me. So I went up a spot, he went down. I'm now fourth in the league, but what really carried me through was I got, I got a 24-point De- DeAndre Hopkins game and I got 29 from Russell Wilson. So that last Monday night game got me two dubs this week. Um and uh, I don't know, man. I'm kind of happy about it. It's, it's looking up, Mark. That's another two-win week for me. Um, I'm in this league. I have the same problem as you. I have uh, the most points for, and mm-hmm. but I have the second most points against. So I'm sitting at four and three, and trying to climb my way up to the top. Um, right now, this week, I got to play the number one player. And uh, the number one team in our league, in that in that league. So, hopefully, hopefully I can fight. But I mean, this schedule, I'm just I have a rough schedule, man. Hopefully, I can survive it. Um, All right. You want to talk waiver wire stuff? Yeah, very quickly, very very quickly. Uh, so waiver wire stuff. Um, you just go ahead and lead it, and if I I got it pulled up, I'm gonna go ahead and do this, man, because. Really, what happened here is a lot of running backs went down. So this is running back week right now for the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. But really quick, outside of running back, you have a tight end, Hayden Hurst, who happens to be back now. You have a couple of outstanding receivers like uh, that have been uh, showing a pattern of being good right now. Um, Edwards has been out for the Raiders. So Aguilar has been filling in, and it, he's got three weeks of 14 or more points as a receiver. So he's out there. You have the fill in for um, Odell um, Higgins for the Browns, who's out there. 
So those are just a couple. Of, those are those are the guys that are out there that are outside of that uh, realm of running back. But running back, this is the run. This is the time to snatch up your running back if you don't have one. Um, Drake is out, so you have Edmonds for the Cardinals, who it looks like I don't know how long Drake's going to be out, but Edmonds is going to be the guy, and he catches balls. So therefore, he's he has the potential to put up a lot of points. Carlos Hyde is hurt, so just scratch that if you have him on your board. And I would be looking at Dallas, who was a guy out there catching passes in the Monday night game. But the thing is, they're talking about possibly bringing somebody up from the practice squad. And if this guy has only been regulated to pass catching duties, I'm speaking about Dallas, you don't know whether they're actually going to run, run the ball with him. But as of right now, he's the only running back on the roster. Um, Tevin Coleman, he should be, he's not coming back until probably week nine. But the way it sits right now, it's probably going to be him and Mostert coming back, and those two are going to be the primary ball ball uh, carriers Mostert for the Niners. Mostert was placed on IR again. Say what? Mostert was placed on IR again. Oh, my, my bad. My bad. Not Mostert. Um, try to remember. I don't know, man. Maybe, uh, maybe, I, maybe I am thinking about Mostert for week nine. But, the, yeah, he just uh, – I don't know. I can't remember. But I know Tevin Coleman definitely is going to be back week nine. If I'm if, – if I'm – I mean, Mostert is rostered anyway, so I don't even know why I'm bringing him up. But the point is, Tevin Coleman is going to be in this lineup whenever he comes back. And it doesn't look like week eight, but week nine. You want to grab him a week early. Um, I don't have anybody else. Um, so, I mean, at this time, if I were you guys – Running back seems to be the position where guys are dropping like flies. If there's now's the time to pick up the handcuffs. Uh, get De, give get Devontae Booker. That's my number one handcuff. Devontae Booker for the Raiders. They are they are committed to running the ball with one guy. If Jacobs goes down, then Devontae Booker is going to be that guy. Mark, you have anything you want to add to that? Nope, not at all. Um, I think it's good to just leave this here with that. Um, as always, fellas, it's a pleasure. Tyrone, thank you. Thank you for coming through. Even though your bias has shown greatly tonight, it oh, was he awesome. Was his ass. <laughs> it was there awesome. is no bias. There's no okay. bias. Okay. There is no bias at all. All righty. Okay. Cool. Uh, like, but um, even though your bias has shown greatly tonight, and um, and Sean kept it bopping. So um, that's great, <laughs> but either way, you know what I mean. Like I appreciate you guys. You know what I'm saying. The, um, the gangster Teletubby was in the house, and look, and, man, and I got my I man wait. Tyrone UFC two fifty. Like how he like kind of slide out with a whole bunch of like derogatory comments towards both of us. You know, he <laughs> he did slide them joints in, man. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? He don't look, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if anybody told him plaid plaid doesn't make you look distinguished. But that's fine. That's fine, you know what I'm saying? You took yourself down a notch this week, but that's cool. Everybody's allowed to have an off week.